Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And ladies and gentlemen, um, I am back to podcasting. This is my home. This is where this is my zen, if you will. Uh, before we even get into introductions, before we talk about the crazy um, uh, topics we're going to get into, I have to first say a big thank you. Uh, obviously, it, if, if you don't know, my mom passed away last Wednesday evening. Uh, it has been very difficult on the family for obvious reasons. Um, but the love and support that I have received in messages, both on Twitter and through DM and through email from people in this community, has been overwhelming to the point where I could not uh, have responded to everyone. It was uh, over a thousand messages, on the, uh, which is just incredible. Um, I sat back in my chair uh, many, many times crying over the uh, incredible amount of support simply because, you know, you say you put these things out there and you don't know how people are going to respond. So from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank everybody that took the time uh, to uh, message me, uh, to, to you know, make, make it known that they were sorry for, for, the, for our loss as a family. And um, I'll never forget that. So, you know, with that said, folks, uh, I want to thank you again. Let's get into introductions, and then we're going to get into some of these hot-button topics, folks. This is going to be a spicy one. A uh, good way to come back, to get back to podcasting. Uh, is there corruption in the CMA? Folks, uh, I beg to differ that, yes, there is. As a matter of fact, I'm not the only one because Jez Corden, uh, you know, the voice of uh, Windows Central Gaming or one of one of the voices at Windows Central, along with the being the co-host of the Xbox Two podcast, said those exact words on the new episode with Randall Thor, where he said that not only was there corruption within the CMA, he said there's corruption running rampant through the uh, EU and UK government. And uh, that's that's pretty terrible. And when you consider the size of this deal, uh, he even made uh, references that he thinks that this is just being held up so the boys club could be paid for their lawyerships, if you will, uh, by the millions and millions of dollars that Microsoft has to spend on this deal just to defend it. And hearing that is uh, disappointing. Uh, and we're going to talk about it uh, because uh, th- w- I'm not sure how many people have been keeping their ear to the floor, but this morning it was announced by Tom Warren of The Verge that uh, Facebook was now being forced by the CMA to give up Gliffy, which is uh, which is a, 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 an, an entity that makes gifts. And apparently uh, in order for them to keep the deal that they had going on, they have to sell off this piece of uh, of the acquisition uh, in order for the CMA to sign off on the deal. Uh, they uh, Facebook has agreed to that. Um, and of course, you know, many trolls in the community came out and said, you see, this is what's going to happen to Microsoft. They're going to sell off X, Y, and Z to make this deal go through. Folks, I'm, gonna hear, I'm here to tell you right now, full, in full effect, Microsoft isn't selling shit. Uh, they're going to acquire ABK. They're going to acquire the, in- the entirety yeah. ABK. Uh, no one is going to stop them because, quite frankly, um, there is nothing wrong with this deal. There's nothing illegal with this deal. And yep. when you consider, and I'll go to uh, our special guest in a second, Steel Rain, who, by the way, if you missed him and Pong Souls, uh, Living Split Screen this Saturday, shame on you. Get on there, put it in your downloads, and it was amazing. Uh, I listened to it. It was uh, That's why I wanted to have him on, but uh, Steel Rain. 
How are you, brother? Welcome. Hey, what's going on, Boom? How are you feeling, man? Um, there was a lot going on behind the scenes, but hopefully today we can invigorate the uh, not only the gaming community, but hopefully yourself also. And again, I want to throw my thanks out there uh, for you just asking me to be on. And yes, man, we had a fantastic episode this past Saturday on Living Split Screen, and uh, I'm excited for today's topics, man. We're going to bring that energy, keep it live, raw, and uncut, and just give it to y'all, man. Definitely appreciate that, and it was great to have you here because, like I said, you guys had a lot to say. You spent quite a bit of time on this topic because, quite frankly, uh, it is is a topic that I know that some people in the community are a little bit tired of hearing about. Maybe even members of the community in the gaming community that don't podcast might be tired of hearing about it, but I, I think that this is the kind of topic that continues to keep giving, and the more that the CMA puts out there, the more that I think they expose what could be considered by some people, including myself, as collusion or corruption, uh, especially when you look at uh, how they are specifically defending uh, Sony and actually using their claims as talking points in their official documents. Uh, it appears to me, and I will get everyone's opinion on this, that their so-called uh, you know, investigation of the, of, of the phase one seemed to be very, very... Uh, Sony focused when if I was mistaken, um, uh, Steel Rain, it's this, 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 they're there to protect the people. They're there right. to make sure that uh, companies don't come in. And, you know, if something was $10 on Tuesday, when this deal is done, they're charging $50 and it's, and it's a big F you tough. If you don't like it, well, don't get it. Right. Whereas Microsoft has already said in multiple times that they are lowering the cost of admission to gaming unlike anyone there no one is doing what microsoft is doing uh when the family plan officially announces uh officially releases you know in this country it is going to be the lowest entry point to gaming in all of gaming and that of course is both through the nintendo through the playstation through pc and through xbox and with the acquisition they're going to be offering games that the other side is charging 70 bucks for for entry to play and you can go with your friends as slow as 5 bucks and get involved so it's 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 it, i'm going to be honest with you I, I listen microsoft has the best lawyers in town there's no doubt about it mm -hmm. I, if 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 i'm coming up with this and i'm just you know quote unquote xbox guy i'm sure that brad smith and the rest of their lawyer their their legal team is decimating what the CMA has to say because there's literally nothing wrong with mm -hmm. this deal or more sport, more so illegal. But we'll come back to you in a second, Steel Rain. Daniel McGee, what's going on, brother? How you feeling? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I think we got some some really good topics today. I think it's going to be a, a great conversation. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is, especially because, well, Sony just announced today their uh, DualSense Edge Elite Controller mm -mm. Uh, priced at a hefty $200, uh, folks. Uh, and a lot of people are, you know, uh, crying foul. And you know something? It's typical Sony. Like I said in, in, in a tweet earlier, it just adds to the list of things that Sony does to overcharge their, uh, their consumers. Uh, and, of course, I'm being one of them. I'm not buying that controller uh, if it would have been $150, I would have considered it. But uh, Steel Rain, we're going to get you in a second about that because you said something pretty interesting about it. It's, it has, already has haptic triggers. What's the expense? We're going to get to that because we're going to open up that with a second. But Infinite Umbra, what's going on, brother? How you feeling? I'm feeling good, Boom. Uh, 
and I'm with you on that controller part. I'm not buying that thing. And listen, I, I like the dual sense. I think it's a decent I, controller. Mm. It to me just doesn't touch the Xbox controller. And I mean that, and I know it's gonna sound biased when I say it, and it probably has some bias in it because I'm so used to the Xbox controller at the end of the day. Yeah. But offset thumbsticks automatically, you know, that's an issue right there alone. I'm, I mean, when you're preaching the gospel, though, Umbra, I don't think that's like your opinion. I think that's just facts, right? It's just facts. That's you know, true. Just I love it. That is scientifically facts, proven. Scientifically yeah. proven. And then when I see the like the little pro thing, it's like ah, it, it doesn't really do anything for me. It didn't. Yeah. It doesn't wow me. So two hundred dollars, whatever. Hey, you know, to each their own. I yep, wouldn't indeed. buy it. You know, but I'm not going to be mad at anybody if they want to. But I mean, this kind of the price you can expect for some type of pro controller. Yeah. To be fair, but it's just not something I would ever uh, do for PlayStation. I don't think the controllers are are close enough to be worth that. But uh, yeah, boom. Uh, Other than that, man, I've been good playing gaming, you know, gaming rather and chopping it up with a lot of community members and stuff like that over the past week and such like that. And uh, yeah, man, uh, thoughts also to you and the family, of course, over the situation and, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers, of course, Uh, definitely pray for you guys and such. And know it's definitely a rough thing. Uh, when I lost my grandmother, man, it was, it's still something right now to this day that hits still me. Still stings. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so definitely, and uh, kudos to you for, you know, not only being there for her through all this, because uh, as you were, I'm like, you know, you had to dip out of here uh, plenty of times to go take <laughs> care of things as a good son you are. Thank so you, I know it definitely, you know, something you're bearing on your shoulders, brother. And it would definitely all here for you, whatever it may, may be. Um, but yeah, definitely here to chop it up with you. Happy to chop it up with you guys here today about these topics. And uh, of well, course, our I, chat. Yeah, well, it's great to have you here. And I definitely appreciate the very kind and uh, kind words of support. Uh, it definitely helps. And folks, there, I'm sure there's going to be some people like, how could Boom be here? You know, this is for me personally, a two hour block of my life that takes me, takes my mind away. I mean, I could be playing games like I'm playing, uh, obviously, A Plague's Tale 2, which is god that's really good like i'm quite enjoying it it's exactly what i like i like the single player story driven adult themed real life looking graphics something that sony delivers and they're going to be delivering with god of war at the end of the year which is i'm looking forward to um and i'm quite enjoying it but yeah i I, podcasting for me and hanging out with the community is, is 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 comfort food for me so to speak um but i i'm glad to be back but listen before we get into the actual first topic Paul AFC, before the show even went live, drops a two-pound super chat. So thank you, Paul, for that. He says, boom, deepest condolences to you and your family. That's very kind of you, brother. Thank you very, very much. We also have another super chat, a big one that just popped in here. So let me just get to that. That comes the way of Brett Bingham. Um, uh, Drops a very generous $20 super chat and says, Sony's stands should be more worried if the deal doesn't go through. If it doesn't, Microsoft still has $67 billion to spend on ex- on exclusivity deals. You think Sony has been money hatting. What do you think uh, M- Microsoft money bags and Phil, Sp- Phil, Phil Sp- uh, Spender can Ooh. do? I mean, look, here's the thing. Um, I don't know if they would lock, if they would pull a Sony on a, something like that. Uh, the deal is going to go through it's going to have some concessions now uh, what are those concessions call of duty must remain multi-plat do uh, do you care you know and that's the thing that kind of aggravates me a little bit about sony because in the recent cma 
um, uh, documents that were released. Mm-hmm. Sony specifically said um, that, and again, I, I don't want to ruin the, the topic for the second half, but Sony said that even if Call of Duty remains multi-plat, they still have concerns because of Game Pass, and they want to keep it off Game Pass. And this is this is what aggravates me because you see that uh, that. That that arrogance that's being put out there by Sony is because they're the current market leader, and they have been the market leader for two decades. Understand that, folks. Like, I, I don't see – that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not a lawyer. I, I'm an ex-police officer, sure, and I can tell you about criminal law and wh- how much time you're going to do if you get caught drunk driving, but I can't tell you about, uh, you know – about uh you know business law but i think that common sense rules the day here when you say how is we buying this this entity and mm-hmm. trying to be better and moving from third or fourth or fifth place in multiple uh regions of the world mm-hmm. to try and compete with a competitor that's been in first place for 20 plus years that has literally more than double the amount of consoles sold than than xbox it's mm-hmm. it's bonkers to me it is it, it's bonkers but listen let's get into the dual sense edge that was announced today sony dropped that information i believe it was at nine o'clock and folks um look an elite experience is going to cost you money now what's yeah. an elite experience uh, uh you know steel rain is, is that the elite controller is that sony's new foray into elite controllers is that a scuff controller mm-hmm. is that someone else that you know another company like a razor that makes a, a controller like this that's going to be expensive you know you know value as we know steel is in the eye of the beholder so someone that, that is a sony fan may look at this deal and say you know something this is what i've always wanted 1, microsoft has had it mm-hmm. i always wanted it but i don't like the offset uh thumbs Thumb, uh, thumbsticks. Mm-hmm. I like my Sony thumbsticks being next to each other, and I can't argue that. That mm-hmm. you know, you know, if you want to spend the two hundred plus dollars, that's you go ahead and do it. Right. But the question of the day is, is it worth it? Is it worth the two hundred plus dollars after tax? And mm-hmm. you said something pretty, pretty interesting that I want you to elaborate on. You said, "Well, boom, it already has haptic stick, con- uh, you know, controllers on the old one." Usually yep, something like that is the, the you know, you get that in a premium experience. So what's the premium experience here that you can just move the buttons? You know, um, I- yeah, for me, from what I've seen, I mean, it's being able to take the thumbsticks out actually from the controller. Um, I thought that was really unique. That's something different um, because there has been this thing to where um controllers we can't seem to get controllers without some form of stick drift at some point um even if it's very minor it is still stick drift in in most of our controllers so that's kind of unfortunate but it is another way for sony to kind of capitalize on that hey uh you know started instead of getting a whole new controller how about you just buy this pack for 30 bucks to replace your sticks um on your pro controller that you just bought for 200 dollars um now again 
is one of those issues that we got to continuously just speak on about. Um, the other thing too is that a lot of what they're offering is exactly the same thing the the elite controllers are offering, and some of the other scuff controller rays or whatever you want to go with. Um, what a lot of the other companies are offering, and it's literally this is just PlayStation's version of those things. Um, they did it their way, um, which and it makes a lot of sense. Uh, but the biggest difference is just being able to remove those sticks. Um, other than that everything else is pretty much what you would expect from that type of product now is it necessarily worth it again like you brought brought the attention if you're a sony mainstay kind of guy you're not with the offset sticks for whatever reason and you feel like a sony branded product is probably going to be the better option um then just like i have my xbox elite series controller uh, i didn't i don't need it but um I do find it as a necessity for my gaming because it's the only controller that I use. If you're that kind of gamer, sure, why not? Um, again, it's an option, but there, I personally do feel there are better options out there. Um, now, what I think would be probably preferable for me is if there was some form of an adapter or something I could plug my uh, Xbox controller into the PlayStation 5, which I do believe there are some out on the market. Um, but overall... Sony's going to try what they can to get that money rolling in. Uh, I'm pretty sure they looked across the fence. It was like, man, Xbox just pushing out controllers however they want. And then also, I mentioned behind the scenes, the Xbox Elite controller um, in the design labs is pretty much the same price as I just paid for this one. White Elite that they tried to make seem like it was all-inclusive. Get it now or it's going to be gone. Uh, the design lab controls are pretty much the same deal. Core controller for 149 bucks, completely customized. 20 bucks you, more. Yeah, 20 bucks more. Um, completely customized to you and if you think 150 dollars is worth it is worth it for you for a controller i say go for it but um in sony's case again if you're sony focused that's where i really see it playing in the factor but that's for me well look i'll say this um you know controllers are something that are necessary mm -hmm. for your gaming experience 100 now some people like wireless some people want wired for whatever they're using it for whether that be for a shooter they you know they they want they want per, they want no latency uh that you know uh and and you mentioned something that was pretty interesting uh just now for 150 bucks you can get an elite controller without all the pieces right because that's separate for and you can have it com completely uh designed to your to, to your to your like which is uh, incredible um and uh, someone like me i i have five elites Right, like I have three of the originals. I have the gears, which is worth a lot of money, which I don't use because it's worth a lot of money. I have a white and a black, and of course, uh, the Elite 2.0. I have the the original black one that released, which is an awesome. But I got the Halo Infinite one, which is dope, um, and I use that all the time. Uh, what's interesting is if I decided to get one that was designed in a color scheme that I like. I wouldn't mind dropping the two hundred fifty bucks because right. I have all the, I have all the pieces. So for me, it's not that big of a deal as opposed to someone who doesn't have an elite controller right now. Though, if you want an elite controller two point at the Microsoft Store, it's one hundred and fifty four ninety nine right now with everything full full kit and caboodle. So for one fifty four ninety nine for one hundred fifty five bucks, you can turn around and have an elite two package delivered by the microsoft store i think amazon has it for the same price maybe even a few a few cents less um 
But listen, let me catch uh, let me catch up on a few of the uh, super chats that have come in. We have one come in from a very good friend of the program. Uh, he is someone that is uh, one of the community members that I love the most. I think he is an outstanding uh, representative of not only uh, GameStop, but he is, of course, uh, uh, Gaming Forte. What's going on, brother? How are you? Long time, no time. We got to get you back on primetime gaming at some point. He drops very generous. $10, which says, hey, boom, been super busy just stopping by to show my love and appreciation for you and your family. I'm heartbroken to hear about your mom, uh, but I know that you're strong and you have your Xbox family behind you. Indeed, I do, and that's thanks to you, but thank you for the kind word. Thank you for the generosity, and more so, thank you for being here. We also have um, uh, Iman Burns, who's been a channel member for nine months. He says, sorry for your loss, boom. I lost my mom. 28 years ago. Ah, oh, man, dude, my condolences. He's like, I miss her all the time. All you can do is remember her with happy memories. Uh, uh, Sony, don't spit your, your, your dummy out. <laughs> out. Uh, but listen, brother, thank you for the, uh, for the condolences. I do greatly appreciate that. And the kind words definitely help. Uh, wow, we have a $50 super chat from my good brother, John Wolf who says this, boom, I hope you and the family are feeling better, and it's good to see you uh, in good spirits. Please take the Super Chat and invite Mrs. Boom to a special lunch. God bless my brother. Thank you so much for that. It's very kind of you, John. And, of course, the kind words are always accepted here. Uh, shout out to Boss Mod Lethal Papa out there Ooh. keeping these streets safe from, of course, the trolls known as trolls. So uh, shout out to him for being here and thank you for the kind messages you have sent me as well. Daniel, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Uh, listen, you know, controllers, important part of gaming. Question yeah. that I have for you is the newly announced uh, DualSense Edge at $200 just to walk through the door. Man, it's kind of typical of what Sony's been doing. You know what I'm saying? I, I put it out on the socials just uh, before the show went live, and I said, you know, this adds to the list of Sony raking their players over the coals. And, I mean, all we have to do is just say, well, look what they've done. $10 upgrade fee for games that you play on your PlayStation 4 to play on your PlayStation 5, right, to get stuff like DualSense uh, controller usability, which I think is ridiculous because I've already bought the controller, um, why should I have to pay ten bucks when Microsoft delivers it with you know with their with you know free? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you fifty dollar increase on the console, uh, you know, seventy dollar games, eighteen dollars for uh, you know PlayStation Plus Premium without day and date releases, and now a two hundred dollar controller that is considered their elite versus the elite that is currently one hundred and fifty four ninety nine. And has all the same bells and whistles. The only thing that's different is you can't pull out the whole module. Now, the module being removed. I saw some people, you know, applauding this. And I suppose that is, you know, if you get stick drift, it's it's the way of, you know, going out and spending uh, an additional $20. <laughs> but again, it's it's pretty, so it's, it's pretty incredible that, again, Sony would charge you $20 instead of fixing the fix, uh, the the. the rift that potentially might happen what are your thoughts on this daniel yeah i mean man so i already don't have an elite controller just because you know it's it's a lot of money uh and 
I think that the regular series controller is already good enough, right? Like I'm happy with it. I, I got an extra when I got the controller because I ended up having to buy a, a, a bundle. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be set on those controllers for the entire life of that console and happily so. Um, so the idea of having to spend even more than that to get a DualSense Edge, which is, by the way, an awful name, because <laughs> dual, I mean, DualSense uh, already sounds like a marital aid, and then you add Edge on top, and it's like, okay, all right. At this point, I think they're just doing it on purpose, you know. And I don't, I don't know what they're adding to it that justifies that price, right? I and maybe it's you know my own biases, right? Because I, I already don't like the DualSense controller. I think it's frankly awful. Right. Hmm. Like, you know, the haptic feedback is a cool idea, but it's not really supported. And I feel like in most games, like I, I listen to all these reviews. Right. And people will be talking about like Miles Morales. And they're like, oh, you can really feel the webbing in the hand. And, and then I play it and I'm like, no, you can't. Like, it's not like what do you mean? Like, it just vibrates when I shoot web like cool. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it, it, it doesn't do it for me. You know what I mean? It just feels like there's a lot of sort of half-baked gimmicks that just don't really make the bill. Uh, and in place of like taking all the money out of the actual design of the controller to have these gimmicks, it feels super weak. Like when I hold my DualSense controller, I genuinely feel like if I look at it wrong, I'm going to snap that thing in half. Or like when I'm fighting those adaptive triggers, I feel like I'm going to break them, right? So... The idea of spending $200 on one is ludicrous to me, right? It's, I don't know that it's necessarily like not worth that price. Like there's a lot of stuff in that controller. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that any of that stuff is stuff that I want. <laughs> so it's not for me. Yeah. It starts to feel like a whole bunch of nothing, right? Yeah. But, but my I, thing is, did you call it yeah. a marital aid? Is that what it, you said? Why well, I wanted to be a little bit more PC with it. But yeah, I mean, that's what it sounds like, right? I mean, dual sense edge. Come on, tell me that doesn't sound like something you'd see on a pink box in a, in a bro oh, store. Baby, look what I got for you. I mean, if you look at their VR products, I mean, they get it from somewhere, so I, it makes sense. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know, I'm, but I'm again, it's just I try not to be too like cynical about these things because it's like it, it's for somebody, right? Um, and I've already seen a ton of people that are like, man, I've been waiting on a PlayStation version of this, and it's like. I mean, like, I feel you, but there are so many other better options if you're going to spend this type of money. Um, and again, I, I feel you on that too, Daniel. It's like, hey, I, you're you're fine with the regular controller. So again, this is still for just like a certain audience. So it's just like, I don't know how necessary this is, but I guess it'll hold you over if you don't have anything else to speak on currently. So Con yeah. instead of console wars, controller wars today is what it seemed like. Oh yeah, right. And the other thing That's is, like and I don't know if I'm right on this, so correct me. Is I I think I saw when they first announced the controller that it doesn't come with all of the extra pieces like the Elite does, right? So they're really? charging more, but not giving you all of the replaceable pieces with it when you buy it. Is that true or no? Oh, Do I didn't know? see that from what from what I looked at. It looked like it came it came with everything for that two one ninety nine okay. price. Maybe I just misread the part where they're selling because they because you can buy the pieces separately. So I, I wonder. Oh, if I, they're I doing that, are they, if the pieces are separate and it's and it's going to be another twenty nine ninety nine, and it's still like two hundred and twenty nine dollars. Yeah, okay, man. What are we doing? Yeah, the, the way the way it's set up is if you go if you because I've watched the video several times. Okay. You know, I I don't want to sound like a boob on here. You know, I I I'm not 
clowning on this thing. I'm not. I'm personally not buying it. If you're, if, if anyone in the, in the audience here, it's an extra twenty. It's oh. if you if you want to replace the stick part, which is pretty cool that it all comes out. It's an additional twenty bucks. So if you get stick drift, you can in fact replace that module because that's what they're calling it as a module. You can replace it. Or if I guess maybe if you're under warranty, maybe Sony will send you one. But again, this is kind of Sony's mo that they don't they don't stand by their customer, right? Like it, they, I could see them saying, "Oh, you know, you're warranted for 90 days, and let's say 90 day 93, your module goes, and you, you know you're getting stick drift, and you call customer service." I mean, of course, if you're a premium member, you'll get, you know, a comblage to get answered by quickly, more quickly. We know about that with the STARS program, that you'll get better customer service. Again, more ridiculousness from Sony. But I, that's what that, I, I'm assuming the module aspect is to uh, make people, and it's, it's, man, you know, it's, it, 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 I hate, to, like you, Steel, I hate to be cynical because there's going to be some people that are going to message yeah, me, yeah, yeah. boom, you're always hating on Sony. Nah. It's not, folks. They make it easy for you to have a distaste for them. I I don't think I'm going out of bounds here by suggesting that the reason why you can have changeable modules is they expect the uh, stick drift to happen, and they're going to charge you twenty dollars to replace that stick. Now, some people like, well, that's that's better than buying a whole two hundred dollar controller. And I hear you. I hear you if you say that. That's no excuse for the amount of overcharging that constantly goes on. Umbra, take it away, brother. Let's hear what you have to say about this. The Elite Controller, $154.99 right now. Some people consider it to be the best controller ever made, and I would agree with them. I I happen to really dig it because I like the half-pull triggers. I use that in all my shooters. Um, I have it, uh, I have it literally that all I do is just click it, and I'm I'm shooting, and and I'm bringing up the scope, you know, the... uh, the, uh, the you know the the range for the, the snipe or whatever I'm going to use mm-hmm. for it, and Sony's now again. I think that the the, the for me the most uh, I like it, and I know a lot of people don't like it. The haptic triggers. People don't dig it. Some people think it's a like like Daniel was saying. It's more of a gimmick. I like it. I do like it. But see, that is already available in their controller at seventy bucks. So the question is. Why is it an additional 130 bucks? Because you have modules? Because you can change the buttons? Because now you have the, the half-pull triggers? The half-pull triggers are key if you're a shooter fan. I, I love them on the Elite. And they're probably going to be just as good on the DualSense Edge. But is it worth an additional 130 bucks? Well, not for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's the thing. I think if you're a diehard PlayStation fanboy or fangirl... And when I say fanboy and fangirl, by the way, I don't mean it in a negative connotation because I look at it a little differently than other people. But if you're a diehard fan of that console, maybe. And especially if if you're like, you know, really competitive. So if you're playing competitive first person shooters or whatever it may be, I can see it making sense for them and somebody who's a primary PlayStation gamer. But seeing how I'm more of a primary Xbox guy. And I'm already not the biggest fan of their dual sense compared comparatively, at least to the Xbox controller. I just see no reason for it, man. And 
you know, it's like you say, they have those replaceable thumbstick modules and such like that. To me, I, I guess that that does speak to some options, at least. So if you have some stick drift or whatever, maybe you can, le- you know, replace those or whatever. That's cool. But then it makes it does give me worry that they're not that um, secure as far as how, you know, the longevity of those things either. So I don't, I don't know. I'm torn on it. I guess we'll have to wait to see how it turns out. I mean, it's the same thing with the elite. The elite end up having a lot of issues where stuff was peeling off the thumbsticks and things of the nature and the build quality wasn't exactly up to the standards we've become accustomed become accustomed to with the Xbox controller, uh, the typical standard controller, at least. So I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see on that. But I'm much like Steel and I'm much like Danny on this. I have no reason for it. As there is literally no reason for me to get that controller personally and i still think xbox xbox's controller is still the best one on the market by far and the reason for that for me is much like you boom i'm a first person shooter fan too so Mm -hmm. the xbox controller and i have big hands so that fits my hand my hand perfectly when it comes to that and and for instance the offset thumbsticks which i mentioned earlier they just play they just feel better when it comes Mm -hmm. to games like that for me well it feels better to me period overall but it feels yeah. great, especially when you're playing first-person shooters. I tried playing a first-person shooter on PlayStation, and it felt, I don't know. It felt like it was my first time holding a controller at one point. I was like, what is this? this now, is, is that for you? Is Was that because of the offset um, sticks? Or I think was that, that the controller itself? I think it was the offset sticks for me a lot. That did a, that had a lot to do with it. And then the whole haptic feedback thing, it is gimmicky. Like, like Danny pointed out, nobody's really going to use that if you're playing competitively. They turn that stuff off. We all know it. Nah, that's a next gen experience. You gotta, gotta <laughs> stop down. <playing. laughs> that's, a, that's the problem I had with PlayStation, by the way, uh, still because you know this whole next gen thing. Oh, you can't bring your PlayStation Four controllers over because you know they don't have the opti- the haptic feedback. So yeah, okay. you got to get this premium experience. We all know what that was bull. You know they just want to sell you on new controllers again and and you know rake off the money from that. And that's one of the issues I've had with Sony is just that anti-consumer nonsense that people yes. will let them get away with yeah. versus Xbox, which, you know, lets you continue bringing the Xbox One controller forward. Uh, and, and, and even from the Xbox One, having the 360 controller move forward. Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing. Uh, and we've become accustomed to that. So when I see that on the opposite side where they're like, nope, buy new controllers, it just feels wrong. But yeah, um, I, and I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm alone in this. But I actually feel like the Dual Shock uh, Three, at least, I thought was a bit. Oh, wow! It feels Dang, to me a bit okay. better in my hand compared mm. to the Dual Sense. I think the Dual Sense is smoother, but it doesn't feel as great to me in my hand if when I hold it compared I to Dual Shock. Yeah, it's I, weird. I, I, I guess it's weird, but I don't. Thinking know. about both because I've I've used a PlayStation Five controller plenty, um, and then thinking about that DualSense Three controller, like from back in the day, it's like. Mm-hmm. I can see why you say that that one feels a little bit better because it was more ergonomical as far as like um, being comfortable in your hands. The thumbsticks were a little bit more positioned in a place, especially for like you said, like I got bigger hands too. So it only makes sense. Of course, I'm going to go for the bigger controller right. or a controller that has offset sticks because there's no no chance of something like that happening. And I play claw. So it's like there's so many things that go into that, um, which is just I don't know. It's all it's all personal preference. Oh, so you play the claw style, the yeah, claw. Yeah. I haven't yeah. heard the, the claw in a while. Uh, yeah, right. that's, that's an old tech. Yeah. Like, you, know I mean? you guys don't know what claw is here. I can oh, I know it. the claw. Oh, yeah, show a demonstrator. Some, some people don't know about what that is, man. 
before you got your finger on you always got it got it ready to go you're always ready to go you know if you saying? play like that against me and halo and you beat me i'm gonna be mad i'm like how the world I play, did he beat me i play every i play style? every game like that I would always so play like that. Yes. It looks, yeah. <laughs> so it's awkward. amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. I cannot I do it. I blame Gears of War for it, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I like I said, I, I my brother uses um all four of the triggers underneath. I don't know how he does it. I've no, tried I can't it. I, I can't do that, bro. I, I, I use two. I, 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 I use can't. two. I use I two of them. Um <laughs> I can use two of them. I have them there yeah. for my for my middle fingers. Okay, uh, but makes sense. I, but it, it depends on what it is. It might be just for like a, a reload. Reload is easy because you just tap it and you reload. Yeah, that makes sense. And you're good to go. Um, I wouldn't use it for for bringing up uh, you know the, the reticle or the scope or even for shooting. So again, to, to each is every one's own. Right. Me, the, the, for me, the most impressive thing about the Elite uh, 2.0, at least the Halo one that I have, besides it looking incredible, yeah, it looks fire. Um, is yeah. the fact that it, it it's nice and weighty in the hands. Yeah, I, I like the weight like the, the weight aspect of it. Um, yeah. I, the half pull triggers are phenomenal. It's I mean, not it's even like, half pull. It's at a, it's at a quarter pull in the uh, quarter pull. Yeah, I, right. I keep calling them if, half. Pull, if that it is, it is a quarter pull because literally the minute you hit, you squeeze the trigger. If you have it on on, on the first uh, setting, you're shooting. It's it's fantastic. It, any, yeah. Anyone that has never experienced that. Uh, and you are into modern day shooters, I highly suggest, especially if you play competitive. If you're out there, you know, uh, you know, in, in the Halo streets or the Call of right. Duty streets, or even the, you know, your, your Fortnite or Apex, you, you you must own one of these controllers because it makes uh you know getting involved, you you it actually makes you a better gamer for sure. But so listen, here's the thing, folks. Okay. At the end of the day. It's $200 versus $155 to each is everyone's own. Uh, again, yeah. I think what you get with the Elite controller versus what they're offering in the DualSense Edge controller, I think it's a, it's a better uh, Xbox controller. Uh, I'm not yeah. spending the money, uh, and, I, and I don't mind spending the money. Folks, I got, I got two uh, PlayStation 5 controllers. I have the mm-hmm. headphones. I have the I have the the system. I have the the camera. I, I'm in the bag, folks. I got 25 games, so I I'm all in on Sony. But like like for instance, you you gotta ask yourself when they make these announcements, right? You know, for the PlayStation uh, uh, VR 2.0. I got very excited because I'm a VR guy. But then when I learned that all 30 games I currently have are not worth anything but a coaster for my coffee, I kind of got a little bit I got a little bit uh, disheartened. I, I how much do you First of all, here's my question. If the dual sense edge is 200 bucks mm-hmm. and outside of a couple of modules and some some you know some uh controller profiles. heads that you can change and profiles is it is it is it actually worth a hundred and thirty dollars more than a, a regular dual sense? See, I, that's that's a lot of money, one hundred and thirty bucks, especially in this time, right? Yeah. Then you have to take into account the PlayStation two uh, play, VR two point That's going to be a five hundred dollar device at minimum. I have a strong suspicion it's going to launch at five fifty. That's my take. Mm, on it. I think it's five fifty. Yeah, I think mm. it's five forty nine. I think it's six hundred after tax. Um, and I don't even know if you get a game. You you might you might get the, the, the you know you might get the robot game, which by the way, uh, was awesome. I, I I platinum that game. It was 
unbelievable for the PlayStation 5. But is it worth is it going to be worth that money? I you know, wired? I don't know, man. That's a So you have to ask yourself folks. Who is paying for this? It's not Sony folks. It's you, it's me, it's everybody in this chat, 408 people here. We're paying for this one way or another through all of the, the sneaky ways that they do things. And I, I, again, I don't want to reiterate, reiterate the list and be all oh, that he's talking about the same thing again, but Jesus Christ, folks, Sony constantly breaks us over the coals with everything. It's, it's not just one thing. It's, it's so many things. It's bonkers. And this is just another. I, this is just another example of them overcharging their fan base. So I mean, again, to each is everyone's own. If you think yeah. this is a good deal, good on you. Um, pre-orders go up on the twenty sixth of of October. You can pre-order it. It comes out in, uh, um, I believe it's January of twenty twenty three. This is probably going to be a very sought after controller. Especially in the uh, the resale market. So if you want to be a scalper, get out there and reserve yours now, and then charge three hundred bucks for it because somebody will probably buy it. Um, but listen, folks, I got to catch up with some of the super chats. There's been quite a few of them. I want to make sure that I haven't missed any. But folks, we got to talk about the CMA now. I know that there are several people. I said this in the opening that are getting maybe a little bit. Uh, this this topic is getting a little bit long in the tooth. Uh, I don't seem to think so because, quite frankly, the importance of ABK for Microsoft is important to me. Not as a podcaster, folks. Mm-hmm. Not as a podcaster. As a consumer. And here's why. I'm buying, and I already pre-ordered and paid for Call of Duty Modern Warfare for the Xbox Series X. I'm in because the trailer sold me. I'm going to probably play a little bit of the multiplayer. I'm not going to go heads, you know, balls deep in as if I was like, it was a new Titanfall. Because Titanfall, that, that's sure. my favorite of all time. That and the division, my favorite multiplayer of all time. Um, but as a consumer, right, especially, and I'm putting myself on the seat. Mm-hmm. I'm putting myself on the stand. I'm a retired guy, right? I have a pension. Now, my pension is good for a lot of things, but the pension has limitations. And with limitations, meaning how much money you can spend outside of your daily expenses, car insurance, your mortgage or your rent, your power, your your food shopping. Inflation is a thing, folks. It's a thing. And And you know what? If you're on a pension... And, you know, you, you, you got to be a little smarter with your money. Now, uh, this week specifically, uh, two games are coming out. Or one is out and one's coming out on Friday. Plague's Tale 2 came out. That's, that's, a, that's, a, six, that's, a, that's a full price game, folks. But I didn't have to spend a dime. I just had to simply fly to New Zealand, bring my Xbox with me, download it there, come back to your states and start playing. Because, you know, I have the money like that. I, I, I went to New Zealand like, and snap of fingers, right? But I didn't have to pay it. I didn't have to pay for the game because my service has it included in such. And it's worth, it's worth its weight in gold just on that game. Has anyone played it? Has anyone enjoying it as much as I am? I'm only an hour into it. And I'm like, wow, I am blown away by how leaps and bounds Sobo has made the 
original to this one. This is why Osobo is a must acquire. Yes. A must acquire for PlayStation. I mean, for, for, oh my God, for PlayStation, for, for Xbox. No, no not yeah, PlayStation, yeah, I, I, boom. I know, no. I know, I know. My, my, my mistake is my mind <laughs> playing tricks on me. <laughs> you like that, right? That, that only old school people understand what that's all about. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but listen, at the end of the day, we got to talk about the CMA. But before we do, before we spend the next hour and 15 minutes on this, I definitely got to get to the Super Chats because I don't want to miss anybody. People have said a lot of nice things. Shout out to Risk It for the Biscuit, who is exhausted. He said that, uh, you know, he reached out to me personally. Big shout out to you, brother. I love you. Thank you so much for the kind words. Uh, and uh, if I need, trust me, I will be reaching out to you. Uh, but I have a great support system in Mrs. Boom. And uh, this community has been great. And you have been uh, awesome, brother. So let me just uh, catch up on the four super chats that popped in here. Uh, Jacob Novick drops a very generous five dollar super chat and says, "Ordered P P five R and Gold uh, God of War today, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I can't I can't wait for God of War. God of War is going to be. It could even be my game of the year, but I don't know if it edges out. What I already have is my game. Of the year. We'll see. We'll see. Only time is going to tell." Um, he says, uh, um, it seems, though, that Jim wants to block only because of one game while women suffer uh, and, and are abused. Yeah, I think what he's referring to is, and, and look, one of the things that is left out of a lot of the conversations in podcasts it's something that we strive to keep in the conversation here in Double Barrel Gaming. Uh, not only because my wife's a part of the channel, because we're human beings. And I say this all the time, folks. is the human element. right? The human element is overlooked in a lot of these conversations. And what do, I, what do I mean by that? Well, right now, and as we've learned, working for Activision, and in some cases Blizzard, has not been good especially for the female demographic, right? We learned about the boys club that had a Bill Cosby room. Like, wow, really? He's a, he's a, he, was, he, was, he was put in jail for rape. So you found it cool to have a quote-unquote Bill Cosby room? Like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe that. But that actually happened, right? And we know that they were... Uh, and I say they, the, the workers, the, the game designers that we all, you know, forget that actually make these games are real people. And they matter. And the ABK deal, as important as it is for Xbox and Xbox Game Pass and Microsoft as a company, we tend to forget that there are people that make these games. And if this deal goes through, or more so when the deal goes through, they're yeah. going to be put in a better light for their working conditions. They're going to have a union to now defend them. They're going to have uh, uh, policies in place that prevent sexism, that prevent uh, you know, uh, you know, not getting a better position because you're a male versus a female. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Th th these are important things yeah. that are left out of the conversation, but not on this channel. But let's get back. Let's roll this back. Let me catch up on the Super Chats, and we're going to get into why I personally, coming from coming from law enforcement, 
seem to believe in my heart of hearts that there is, in fact, corruption at the CMA simply based on what they have said. Paul drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, curious to see how the Microsoft layoffs this morning will affect Xbox. My condolences to you, uh, your family, and Optimus Code's family. Optimus Code, yeah, he had passed away, and my condolences to his family as well. Paul, thank you for the kind sentiment and, of course, the generosity. Uh, Raiden Blade drops a very generous five-pound super chat and says, welcome back, Mr. Boomstick. You were truly missed in these gaming streets. Thank you, my brother. He says, my condolences to you and your family. Also, to Optimus's Code family as well. Yes, Optimus Code, a prominent member of the community. He has passed on, and that is very sad. He had been sick for a while. I think he got sick right before uh, Thanksgiving of last year, mm-hmm. and it finally took him. So, of course, well, we offer our condolences to him and his family as well. Uh, Wolverine, uh, double X, Wolverine, double X. Just a $5 super chat and says, good to see you back. Again, condolences to you and yours. Hope things are good uh, as well as they can be right now. Thank you very much for that, brother. Definitely appreciate it. Steel, I, I want to go to you first immediately okay. on this. Uh, you and Pong do what you do every Saturday, and you do yeah. it to great success, oh, in my opinion. Uh, they are close to 1,000 subscribers. If you're not subscribed to Living Split Screen, they are hashtag Boomstick approved. And I really would ask that you get over Appreciate there that. and you, you, know, you, you sub their channel. Uh, right along with, of course... Kayasande's YouTube channel. Yes, He's sir. Close as well. Absolutely. These Shout are two channels that you need to add to your daily or weekly listening pleasures because they come at things from angles that a lot of times that even I miss. And, uh, you know, I say collusion or I say corruption. And a lot of people mm-hmm. get, get a little nervous. And I was actually told by several people whom I don't know if you should go out there and publicly say that there's CMA, the CMA, there's corruption. You know, maybe there's going to be backlash for your channel. And here's the thing. We don't shy away from backlash, but we also don't shoot from the hip. We also come at these situations with class and dignity and respectability. And I'm sorry to say, folks, anyone that doesn't even read the room fully can see that there might be some collusion. And here's why. When... The whole CMA has a problem with ABK versus Microsoft mm-hmm. uh, or came to light uh, uh, steel. There were things like block emojis used right. in their, uh, their, their public facing Twitter account, which right. I found to be ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous, whatever. To be nah. um, and then, of course, in those original release documents, mm-hmm. CMA specifically said, we have concerns, Steele. For PlayStation's market leadership role right now, that if this deal goes through, they won't be the market leader anymore. Uh, To me, that sounds like collusion because, well, why would you care if Sony goes into second or third place when they have been in first place for 22 years, literally, since the PlayStation 1? I I don't know. I, I, I don't have a real answer to that. And, of course, you hear that, you know, this this CMA keeps putting their, you know, stepping in it or mm-hmm. exposing what could be considered corruption by some where they can they, they consider that, you know, they say things like, well, you know, uh, Microsoft's strong leadership 
in the industry at number three versus number one. Folks, we're talking two plus, two plus to one over Microsoft, uh, Sony over Microsoft. And there's just the things that they have gone on to say, and you've read some of them verbatim on your show Saturday mm-hmm. that make you wonder if someone's getting paid under the table to take their side. Now, granted, this is phase one. You said it's deal. Phase two is a whole group of other people that mm-hmm. are going to do their due diligence. And I think at the end of the day, not only does this thing pass, I don't think there's going to be any concessions because Sony is in a position to respond because they are the market leader. They have right. the money. They have the talent. They can respond. They have all their own bungee for crying out loud. Right. What are your personal thoughts regarding the claims of potential collusion or corruption, or in some cases, both? Um. Okay. Uh, to me personally, I don't know if it's necessarily collusion or corruption that's going on more than um, the fact that Sony has just had brand domination over the industry for, um, like you mentioned, 22 years, 22 plus years. Um, Sony has been in the hardware business for a long time. So they've been able to shake hands, hold babies, kiss babies, um, and show good face to the people for a long time um again i got always mentioned and it's something i'm gonna continue to bring up because it is an important point sony is number seven in brand recognition globally across the world sony's recognized if i walk down the street 10 out of 10 people i can guarantee you all 10 people are probably gonna know what a playstation is um, Where's Xbox in that? Are they even in the top 100? No, no, they're they're way further down the list. Yeah. Um, so from that angle, that that's going to be more the angle that I'm going to take on this, um, because that's blatantly what I see happening here. Hey, this is the way that business has always gone. This is the way how we want to keep business, and the the possibility of this digital era cloud all this other infrastructure that xbox is talking about doing uh that microsoft excuse me is talking about doing um and bringing into the xbox ecosystem i should say um it's all things that we're unsure about that they can monopolize uh they have all this and there's they say all these things but there's no nothing to back those things up um and even in Microsoft came out and said, whether this is fully true or not, we'll never know. Um, but Xbox came out and said, hey, we're not even using Azure for our cloud infrastructure for X for, for X cloud. And it's like, oh, OK. Um, and then Kay Asante talked about that, I believe, in all his own uh, primetime last week um, about that exact thing also. And he brought up some excellent points about that. So if they're not using that and technically Amazon is looked at more of the number one in the cloud space right now with AWS and their infrastructure, then there's really not an argument to have there to say, oh, well, we're looking at the future. Well, nothing in nothing as of current as of late has proved that anything that Microsoft is currently doing within the gaming space is going to work. Now there are there is information coming out now that hey, um, we're finding out it is possibly sustainable. We don't know how much money they're spending and which way they're spending it. And we can break it out, break it down three ways from Sunday and we'll still won't have the right answer. But 
that does not mean from the numbers that we're seeing $3 billion in a year just last year off of Game Pass on Xbox alone is impressive. So I can see why somebody in a business infrastructure, somebody who who sees over these types of deals, right, um, would question everything that is going into the $70 billion deal. Right, it's the biggest in Microsoft's history, biggest in gaming history. So it is something that's going going to get scrutinized and looked at um, in every way possible. It's just it's it is dumbfounding to me to see Sony get as big of a pass or to be allowed to kind of throw their weight around in the ring just because people know who Sony are. A bit because people like their products. No, not even like love their product because that's what it's become. It's not a love. It's not a oh, I, I like it. It's I love this. I this is part of my life. It's been part of my life since I was young. I know what Sony is. I identify with it personally. And you can't take that away from people, which yes. is why people have these dramatic conversations, um, get all in their feelings about this console war shenanigans and everything else. But that's why you see people like Jim Ryan coming out and defending his brand because that's who he works for. So he's gonna make it seem that's his as, job. Exactly. That's his job steal. Exactly. So I would I always expect for those types of people to come out and express their feelings in a certain way. I just don't think that the way that it's been expressed currently, and again, it's not up to me because Sony obviously is still doing something that's working um, because their consumers still going to buy their products up. But obviously pleading with people is causing the conversations to start, right? Um, there's more and more people talking about it. There's more and more people that are causing more questions to come up. Oh, maybe the future is in question. Oh, maybe the digital era, Microsoft's going to lock it all down or uh, they're going to be the eye of Sauron and we're going to have to find, we're going to have to forge the rings of power and we're going to have to really fight this battle against <laughs> the big old bad Microsoft because you remember Windows. Oh, you remember uh, when Internet Explorer, that was the only way that you can get access. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Thirty four. We're talking about years in, the, in the, and we're talking about a completely. You, different you, thing. you literally. I, I have to agree with you. I th I think that they don't have a leg to stand on on some of the some of the references that they are using. But that's and that's why I was saying I don't think that there should be any concessions made. Call of Duty. No matter how you try to make it seem, there's tons of people who say, "Oh well, you got to consider Call of Duty as one of those big games." Oh, it matters. No, it don't. Go make a game. It's not nobody else's fault that. You picked on a bear. The bear woke up and is now yeah. ready to play. That's that's why they say don't play with don't don't play with the bear. Right. Don't, don't poke there when sleeping. Leave him alone. Exactly. Don't don't play with the bear, especially if you're not willing to go toe to toe with it at some point. And at this point, it's kind of coming across like maybe I should just play dead for a while, go to sleep, talk about Spider Man when it's ready because. Things like this, controlling news, and all this other little stuff that you're dropping right now, it's not really helping with all the other news that's going on in the industry right now. Personally, so you know, I agree. I, 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 I look. Here's the thing, folks. You know, you, you got you got to look at this from face value. When the Competition and Markets Authority came out on October 14th and dropped this tweet, right? It, and I'm gonna read the I'm gonna read the tweet verbatim. They mm -hmm. said. We've outlined these key areas we're considering in our investigation into Microsoft's proposed purchase of Activision Blizzard. Uh, and, of course, it was a short thread on the three key theories of harm, right? Now, what's interesting about this particular post is this was in uh, response to Microsoft basically calling them to the carpet, 
And uh, Richard Hogue, which of course is the owner and operator of Hogue Law, he put out something that I found to be, uh, Daniel, very important to the conversation. And uh, obviously, we're going to get your opinion on whether or not there is collusion or corruption, potentially. Um, uh, I'm going to go over what uh, Jess Corden had to say. Uh, but this is what Ho- Richard Hogue uh, tweeted to the Competition and Markets Authority. Every single time you go out on, on uh, they go out uh, with a Twitter thread, it looks more and more like PR politics stunt. This mm-hmm. announcement is a non-event. We look forward to seeing the results of your phase two investigation. Now, uh, during the Xbox Two podcast, which, of course, Randall Thor, friend of the program, and Jez Corden, friend of this program as well, Jez Corden said, and I quote, that he thinks that the CMA is simply stalling this deal to have Microsoft spend more money and have their friends, he called it specifically a boys club, at the CMA and in the UK and EU government, to have their lawyer buddy friends get paid an expensive amount of money to then go toe-to-toe with Microsoft. And he called it a boys' club. He also said, Daniel, that he believes that not only is there corruption within the CMA, he called for corruption within the EU and, and UK governments proper because he says basically they are for the pound. They're not for the people. And again, I, 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 I am not quoting him word for word, but I am basically giving you the gist of what he had to say. And I agree with him. I think based on some of the things that the Competition and Markets Authority have said, seem very, very much on the level of collusion, defending a particular one brand in PlayStation. And what I found even more interesting, Daniel, is the fact that the CEO of Take-Two came out during an interview with YahooFinance.com and specifically said that not only is Microsoft an ally, he thinks that this deal is good for the industry. And again, hearing from competitors, which is something that goes on in these investigations, they being one of the biggest ones. Take-Two is a monster publisher on the lines of a Sony, on the lines of an EA or an, or a Microsoft, and he said he had no problem with the deal, like many others. Where do you kind of fall with all the information that has been put out there for us to read and go over? Is there collusion? Is there potential corruption within the CMA? Um, I don't think I'm at a point where I can say definitively if they have any kind of like collusion or anything. I, but uh, for me, I think that all of this is just bluster and BS, right? Like, I, I think that it's just the CMA, I don't know, like delaying and, and whinging at all of these things so that they can sort of like pretend that they're important so that they can like earn their paycheck, right? This to me feels like, They're like, we have to investigate this as much as possible because we need to send this up to our lawyers so that our lawyers can get paid. And we have to do like, you know what I mean? It feels like that sort of thing. It feels like when you go to the mechanic shop and you're like, I think I have a flat tire. And they're like, actually, your entire axle is messed up. We're going to have to replace that whole thing. And you're like, no, it's not. 
right? Uh, oh, I think we lost Boom temporarily. Yep, lost Boom. He's going to come back. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so it just feels like they're they're like stalling for time so that they can earn their paycheck, right? I don't, I don't think for a second that this deal is not going to go through, right? I mean, look at look at Brazil, right? They they also sent this to you know a second stage of of research, and right. they found that there was absolutely no reason to block this deal. And I th- like every single person who does their own who does their own research and looks into it is going to come to that exact same conclusion. You know, I don't even think there's going to be any concessions made to this. I don't think that the CMA is going to be able to argue like you can't put this on Game Pass. You have to keep this on PlayStation in perpetuity. Like that's never going right. to happen. Right. And if they even attempt to do that, then Microsoft is going to come down on them with an ocean of lawyers like you've never seen before. Right. Like that's they don't have a leg to stand on. So if they try and puff their chest up and say that they do, they're going to get smacked down. Right. And I see a lot of people pointing at this thing with Meta and Giphy and being like, this is the same thing. They blocked this. So they'll block that. And it's like these are not the same. These are not the same on any level, right? Like we're talking about a company that is in basically last place buying the ability to better compete with first place. And first place is the only person in the entire affected industry who has any amount of issue with it, right? They're the only people who are talking negatively about this deal. The only people who are, answering these questionnaires in a, in a negative way literally every single other group is like we've heard it from 2k we've heard it from ea we've heard it from literally everybody else in the industry being like this deal is fine like this yep. is not going to affect competition if anything it will better competition and that's true right like <laughs> i I don't know if I can go as far as saying that this is collusion. I think that it's just they're talking a big game so that they can make more money, like looking into this deal and and sending it up to more and more people, right? So corruption then, right? Possibly. I think it's – I don't know if it's necessarily even like, you know, corruption. When I think of corruption, I I might be off base. When I think of corruption, I think of like – I think of like the the Gotham police, <laughs> you know, where it's like, they're, yeah, where yeah. They're like, yeah, they're like, that's what I kind of think of too. Or whatever, right? And I don't know if this is on that level. I think it's literally just like, it's it's like the the legal version of upselling at a restaurant. Like, oh, but would you like fries with that? Like, they're just, I think they're just stalling to make more money. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think that if they continue doing this, it's just going to bite them in the ass, right? They're going to, they're going to come out and say, hey, you guys need to do this or you guys need to do that. And then Microsoft is going to sue them either for not having a leg to stand on and demanding things that they have no right to demand or simply for wasting their time, both of which are completely valid. I mean, we've already saw, what was it, Amazon or something that sued the the FDA or whoever for the exact same thing. Uh, boom, you're muted. Um, but... Like I think, I think the CMA has. Uh, I thought he, I thought they got you for a minute. Boom! I didn't know they got him. <laughs> they were like, "Ladies, the and collusion gentlemen, runs deep. We got him." Uh, oh, that British, yeah, no, I mean, wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen, we've got him. You still bad? <laughs> yeah, he's still. He's still. I think you're still muted. Boom. 
He's like, give him a quick second. He's going to get the CMA off his back. Yeah. When I reset my PC, what wound up happening is it reset my to my capture card. It always does uh, that. Gotcha. I'm back. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're, you're making a lot of great points, Daniel. Uh, I, I mean, again, people, several people uh, that, 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 I, that I consider to be good friends, uh, good co-workers, or, you know, in, in the industry of podcasting were like, ah, boom, I don't know, man. That is... That's that's kind of deep saying co- corruption, but I I don't know. Um, first of all, is is my audio going in and out anymore? The, 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 can anyone uh, confirm? Because From what I can tell, it looks seems like you're fine now. Boom. Yeah. Okay, so it was going out before. Yeah, I had to reset my PC, uh, which I did, and hopefully the sound is good. But uh, please continue, Daniel, on uh, on your point. Oh no, I mean that was that was pretty much all of it. It's just like. I don't, there's so many people who are looking at this new thing with Meta and Giphy and are are thinking that this is, oh, this is it. This is the final straw. Like this completely unrelated thing means that this deal isn't going to go through. And it's like, that's not, that's not how this works. Like they're completely separate cases. They are completely separate companies. Yes. Yes. They are not, they're not the same. Right. And I understand people wanting to jump to this conclusion because like, I say it in, in uh, I've actually got a video coming up later today and, and I say it in that where it's like people are just looking for a scapegoat for anything. It's this the same thing as like the, the PlayStation showcase not happening or whatever, where people are like, oh, well, PlayStation isn't doing their showcase. It has to be because they want to pr- intentionally look weak so that the Activision Blizzard deal doesn't go through. And it's like, that's ridiculous. Like that doesn't like, hey, if you're in chat and you're thinking that that's the case, I got bad news for you. It's not right if any of the trade commissions were at all interested in like the breakdown of who had how many exclusives, all they have to do is ask Sony for that information. And Sony has to give them. They have to give it to them. Like, I'm sorry, Joe Schmo at the CMA is not going to watch a PlayStation showcase and be like, Oh, I don't know, man, maybe Xbox has a chance. Like that's not like, come on. Like that's not how this works. Right. Uh, It's, it's just because Activision Blizzard, like the acti- the acquisition of it, is this. It's the biggest thing in the games industry right now. It's the thing that everyone is talking about to the point where I think a lot of the people listening uh, to all various podcasts are probably starting to get a little tired of hearing about it. You know, and, and it. I want to add something to what you just said, though, Danny. Sure. And I agree with you. The the average schmo, CMA guy, whatever, or should I say the Brit? I don't know. Either way, the average guy over there in the CMA, of course, like you said, they're not going to know these things, right? But then I think, isn't that the job to know that, though? Well, it's it's not. Sorry, I don't mean that they won't know. I mean that, like, whether or not there's a showcase, they will know is what I'm saying. Right. Right. It's, it's not like like they're not going to sit down and watch the showcase and be like, oh, well, they got the exclusivity for Silent Hill. Oh, man. Like, we oh, got no, I, this I get thing that. Through, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? I was talking like, about as far as exclusives owned and things of the nature. And yeah, the reason I, mean, I say that is because I hear them talk about and I only bring that up because I look at this supposed, you know, research that they did. And the more you look into it, it seems like they did no real research at all when it comes to uh, comparing uh, the MAUs with Microsoft and Sony. Right. When it comes to um, comparing the market leads compared to the to two and with Nintendo involved as well, when it comes to looking at how this would affect Sony versus Microsoft at all, yep. it seems like a lot of it is just heavily favorable to Sony and all of what it's right. saying. You got you got whole gloss saying this too. So it's not <laughs> something that we're all just like, oh, you're just a fanboy. You're saying that 
even oh, somebody yeah. I'm, who's I'm not a lawyer, it. right? If I right. say something and Hoag Law says the opposite about mergers and acquisitions law, take his word because he knows what he's talking about more than I <laughs> yeah, have, right. right? So, like, <laughs> let me just get that out <laughs> immediately, right? I'm not, I am in no way saying that I am smarter about this topic than Hoag Law. So, you're saying you're challenging Hoag Law? Is that, is that what uh, I'm hearing? Yes, I would like to. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to formally challenge Hoag Law I, I, to a law off, normally. if you will. <laughs> I think the only field in which I can challenge Hoaglaw is like D&D, which I know he just started a campaign, which is really great, actually. I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, but no, anyway, so my, my point being just like people want to find excuses for why these things are happening, right? And because Activision Blizzard is the biggest thing going in the industry right now, mm-hmm. it's an easy scapegoat, right? It's easy to be like, oh, this must be related to that, even when it's completely not, right? Like this PlayStation Showcase not happening right people are saying you know people are doing the thing where they're saying oh it's because they wanted to look weak or or whatever and it's like no it's not right playstation i'm sure has a reason why they're not doing a showcase i i hope desperately that it's not that they don't have anything to show Uh, maybe they're just looking for a better time for it or maybe they're still locking down certain deals or something right but i can tell you with 100 certainty playstation is not halting their marketing cycle because of this deal if they are, that would be the most foolish thing they could ever possibly do. <laughs> and it's the same thing with this this meta Giphy thing, right? Like, these are different entities in a different acquisition doing completely separate things in a completely separate industry, right? They're they're not relatable, right? We you can't be you can't look at these two things and say, oh well, they blocked this, so they're gonna block that because there's no comparison point. No, yeah. the, 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 you know, a shout out to Luke Steele. Uh, who's in the chat. He's a good friend of this program, a very knowledgeable uh, 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 member of the community. Uh, if, if you didn't know who Luke Steele is, uh, he is uh, a lawyer. He's, an, he's, a, he's a mergers and acquisition lawyer in, actually in the UK. He has gone up against the CMA numerous times. So he does know what he's talking about. Uh, he was on the show a couple of months ago. Luke, we got to get you back on here, especially when we get closer to uh, potentially what the FTC is going to say. I think they're 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 expected to have their decision on November eighth. Uh, we'll be uh, you know primed to find out what they're going to say. And and it's uh, it, it it's again it, it's it's up in the air. I don't think the FTC is going to have any problems with this deal. Um, and I think that if they don't, uh, I I think that you're going to see that. And again, this is just my opinion. I could be 100 percent wrong. If the FTC doesn't have any problems and there are no concessions, which I don't expect there should be any. Uh, I would imagine that the uh, CMA uh, and the uh, UK, uh, the EU commissions are probably going to follow suit to some extent. Uh, but again, I could be in- incredibly wrong about this. But uh, I mean, Daniel, great points as always, which is why we love having you on here. Uh, you always bring you always bring it one hundred. But I want to get Infinite Umber's opinion. You know, obviously, uh, Steel Rain. Uh, Daniel have knocked it out of the park. I have said my piece on it. I still think that there uh, is there is some sort of corruption. I'm I'm going I'm going to stick with it. If I'm wrong, I'll take the knee. I'll give the uh, you know I'll give the knees if, if necessary. I just think that a lot of things that they're saying seem very very suspect. Uh, a lot of it doesn't have any um, any bounds, especially when you start hearing from other entities within you know Microsoft's peers. You know, take two EA, Google even said there wasn't a problem until, well, you know, they, they, you know, they decided to can uh, Stadia and then it was a problem. 
Uh, but most most of the gaming entities that are on the level of Microsoft are like, yeah, it's just competition. There are plenty of other, uh, you know, first-person shooters that could take the place of Call of Duty, even if it became first, uh, you know, first-party and stayed exclusive. Even though Microsoft has already said that, you know, it doesn't make financial sense to make it uh, exclusive, and it's not going to be exclusive. It is going to be on PlayStation, and I personally don't care because that's not where I play. I play on Xbox Game Pass, so I'll just have to press download and play. So what are your thoughts in regards to the assumption of mine that there might be some collusion or corruption here or potentially even both? Well, listen, I live in Chicago. We have some of the Mm. most corrupt politicians, police. That you do, sir. That you do. And I say this wholeheartedly. I've seen it in person. I mean, we had a whole police a secret station where they would take people without reading them their Miranda rights and things of that nature. So I know corruption, right? And and even then, I, that's only surface level for me. But that that that's deep rooted here in Chicago. I think we have this weird thing as people where we kind of seem to think because we are good people and we wouldn't do these things that, well, they're, they're a government body. They wouldn't do this. Says who? Money talks in every walk of life. As far as things go, as far every walk of life, if there is money involved, absolutely, it's unfortunate, but it's true. If money is involved, you can absolutely move mountains with it. I don't know why people get this thought that because they are supposed to be regulators, that lobbyists, which is more or less bribes, let's just be real. We've been talking about getting them out of politics here in America for a long time. It still hasn't happened. And the reason it won't happen is because these corporations are funding these politicians all the time. They're putting millions in their pockets. Who's to say that they couldn't do the same here with the CMA over there? Is is Britain, are they, or the UK, are they uh, above being bribed by lobbyists? Are they above being paid off in a way to kind of, you know, look up? According to Jez Corden, corruption is running rampant through the UK and EU. And that's coming from someone who lives there and is a, 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 a staple journalist. Yeah. In this and, industry, folks. And there you go. And and I, I spoke on this before, Boom, when we talked about this. And I said, I don't know why people seem to think that they couldn't be corrupt in some way, that they couldn't be bought off. That's why I did the whole, you know, Jim Ryan voice and all that. Like, hey, oi, let me speak to you for a second here. Uh, listen, uh, I can slide a little few things in your coffer, but you're going to have to you're gonna have to play ball, mate. You understand me? Uh, the mate was Australian. I've been around risking it too long. Anyway, but, <laughs> but but still, like there is no such thing where people are just uncorrupt or could not be bought off in some way. That is that does not exist in this world. I think people need to get that out of their mind just to say that for one. And we've all thought this has looked shady from the start with some of the things the CMA has said. Somebody else asked in the chat. I believe it was uh, uh, the good brother uh, Counter. Uh, Counter Striker. He he mentioned. Oh no, it wasn't Counter Striker. I'm sorry, Counter Striker. It was somebody else. He said, "Why does this matter so much to people? Like, why are people yeah. so invested?" Talk about it. Well, for me, I'm listen. I'm a Game Pass subscriber. Boom, you've heard me plenty of times. I'm greedy as hell. Yeah. If I can get these things to come into Game Pass and I don't have to pay some additional price and I get these things day and date, I am always going to be on the side of Microsoft here because those games come there and that's a service to me. Yes. I'm getting I'm getting extra there. I'm never going to so you argue care because you're a consumer. Absolutely. So I care because I'm a consumer and I am getting something out of this at the end of the day. Whether they raise the price eventually or not, I'm still getting something at a 
at a discounted price with hundreds of games given to me, quality, triple A, double A, all of that. I'm never going to be like, ah, that's, I need them to CMA to really do their due diligence. I do not care. I just want to put that out. So that's a bit of bias on my end. I can I, can I just add something to your incredible conversation? Clark Osborne in the chat puts this. Uh, I live four miles away from Parliament in London. We are also known for being the best money laundering capital in the world. Oh, wow. Now, whether or not that is legitimate, whether he's trolling or he's being honest, there you go. Yeah. There you go, folks. Yeah. And I, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. The, our brother's over there. And, and you can tell some of the things where you're at, like their location and based right. here in Chicago. Like I said, I can point out plenty of things if I really wanted to talk about it. that I've seen open corruption. Right. But and that just uh, just on a different level. Uh, our politicians have gone to prison, you know what I mean? <laughs> Being caught up in these things. So from bribery. So I know that it happens. I don't know why people have this thought. Oh, they wouldn't do that. They're above reproach. No, they're not. I don't care where you're at in this world. Yeah. So just to point out, because three bit and a few other people have pointed out that Microsoft had a brutal, right? Like a cold blooded response to the CMA recently. I don't know if they guys, should. Yes, they should. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So our good brother Sinjusu Sage spoke about it on Twitter and he posted a great thread about it. And I'm just going to kind of read off some of this and give you all some of Microsoft's points. And it's, it's a longer thread, but I'm going to kind of cut it. Uh, but I don't want to, you know, drag on to talk to him. So Microsoft points out that it uh, counters a major finding by the CMA where they pointed out that the CMA cited minutes played by Microsoft for Microsoft and ABK content in the UK, but they only showed the Xbox data. They didn't show mm -hmm. PlayStation's data. Mm hmm. So it's, again, it's it makes you wonder what they're doing, because if you're going to show one, like every mm -hmm. time I've talked about Sony, I got to talk about Microsoft because they are they are one for one competitors. They're direct talk, competitors with each other. If yeah, I yeah, talk right. about Xbox, yeah. I got to talk about Sony the same way in this particular situation. And and, and to your incredible point, uh, Umbra, this is kind of important, man. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. So they say by focusing on myth on minutes played on Xbox only, especially for historically exclusive franchises like Halo, Forza and Gears, it greatly overestimates Microsoft's position as opposed to uh, as opposed to if the CMA would have accounted for all, you know, across the board as far as things go for that. Right. So that's what they're supposed to evaluate, by the way. That's part of their job. And that's what I was mentioning earlier when I said that, Danny, not to say that you were wrong on that, but just to point out to say, these are some of the things they're supposed to do when the research part kicks in. It ha they have to find these things out, be that them asking like Sony, whatever, like you pointed out or whatever it may be. Of course, like you said, they wouldn't be watching the shows to say, hmm, oh, I see they have this game or that game. So I not to. So I wasn't against you on that. I wanted to clear it up. But just to point out, these are part of the things that the CMA are supposed to do. They're supposed to research this. So then why is it one sided where they're only accounting for Xbox's uh, time with Call of Duty, but not comparing the two between them and Sony. Right. And when you see that, and, and that's just one instance, right? I'm going to read something else, and I'll make this final point on it after I read these things. So it says, Microsoft also shows that if Call of Duty is so crucial to attracting gamers, then why does Xbox data show that between 2016 and, and 2022, a large percentage of hidden or of new Xbox gamers never played or purchased Call of Duty? content and a small percentage had never played call of duty as their first game on the new xbox it says microsoft also drops a bomb by saying no evidence evidence exists not even internal 
documentation that suggests Microsoft has considered taking Call of Duty from PlayStation. It's never been said, they say. That's a big claim, as the CMA suggests that they found internal data that contradicts that. So now I want to see this supposed proof that they have to contradict Microsoft pointing out, we never said that. We never said we would take... Everything we've heard from Phil and team has all suggested that the games will stay multi-plat. And I think Lethal pointed out earlier in the chat, he pointed out, he said, why would they take it off PlayStation? And the more we had to think on this, the more it makes sense. Yeah, why would they? We get it day and date into Xbox and to Game Pass. So for us as subscribers, our needs, our needs are met. We don't care. We shouldn't care at least, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. PlayStation people and, and gamers still have to pay $70 or $60, whatever they might. I, don't, I doubt Microsoft is going to lower it, but let's just say, let's just say 60. I'm going to be nice, but let's say they have to pay full price. I guess we'll $70. Be. It's going to be 70, but yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean? So I why did what they take it off 60 of it? on Xbox? It, that, oh, that would be, that'd be fun. That would be crazy. It would be something else if they reverted back to $60 though. Wouldn't that, would wouldn't be. that be something else it if they if they rolled be. back that ten dollar charge with the ten percent off in game pass? <laughs> <laughs> so then, wonder, yeah, it does. But then, so mm. you have that situation there where we have this. We're getting a day and date, no extra charge. PlayStation yeah. has to pay that price. That's more money to Microsoft. Why would they be against that? So I, I would love to see the CMA actually try to point out that supposedly this there's some internal documentation that claims that and that's where i say it seems to be some some weird bias that doesn't account for microsoft side of things but only points out what playstation has claimed which goes into those well, they use so, some earlier. of sony's actual talking points exactly in their internal documents that they put forward mm-hmm. that's again folks look what we're going to do is once Umbra is done, there's some there's some incredible comments from people in here. I want to address them. We'll take them as questions and we'll have the, the panel reiterate them. But think about this for a second, folks. Like the reason why I suggest corruptions or collusion, right? What, where, where I have investigated it personally and thought maybe there's something here for one of those or both is when you do an investigation into something, if I were to use another police officer's uh, uh, information, I would have to make credit that you know police officer Johnny Two Tone actually saw this. This is what's in his memo book, and this is you know I put my my information in there, and we both present both pieces of evidence to the conversation, and they use both of us as 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 corroborating witnesses because we were there, and he saw something, and I saw something. If you look and read at many of Sony's actual complaints. It almost seems cut and paste for what has been in official CMA documents. Am I the only one that finds that to be suspicious or strange? Like, why wouldn't the person writing up this actually put their own personal thoughts into it, not Mm -hmm. using word for word what Sony has to say? I can't be the only one that finds that suspicious. I'm sorry. It's very odd. It's very odd. And we all saw it. When I read it the first time when I read that thing, I was like, like, that reads weird. It reads like Sony wrote that. Exactly. It, it, it read really weird. And um, and like Danny pointed out, we don't ultimately know that there's corruption, but I will put my, my money on it and say that there might be. I don't think there's they're above it. I don't think that they will be above, you know, looking the other way or trying to give some concessions to Sony here and there to allow for certain things. I don't think mm-hmm. that's impossible, but I mean, you could also, if to be to play devil's advocate, that could go for Microsoft too. 
to be fair to those that 100 percent absolutely yeah. no, no one is above corruption and money does turn people evil that's a fact yep so just to, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up with this just to point out so he says he says and i knew this had to come up activision blizzard would know that the playstation numbers yet sony is claiming much higher figures of revenue tied to call of duty Sony's obvious self-interest in this case means that its submissions must be carefully scrutinized, Microsoft's lawyer says. So Microsoft went there. They're outright accusing Sony of falsifying data that they sent to the CMA. They say either that is what Sony is doing or Sony has somehow been getting extra Call of Duty revenues and have illegally withheld Activision Blizzard's fair share of that money. Wow. So. Yeah, and it's and he says here that Microsoft lawyers brought their A game. They point out that even if Sony lost one hundred percent of their Call of Duty monthly active users, their MAUs, Sony would still have substantially more MAU than Xbox. So how can Sony not compete if Xbox competes now with less than that? That's his whole point on that. And it's, this thread is great, by the way. So if you all haven't seen it, Sunjutsu Sage on Twitter, definitely give him a Yeah, a drop look it into it. the DM. I want to read that for my. Yeah, I'd like to read that too. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty damn interesting. Uh, I, I want to shout out uh, Eastwell113. Uh, uh, and this is where we get into some of the community questions here or, 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 or thoughts and opinions because I think it's worthy of having a conversation. He says, at boom. CMA and Sony did not mention the welfare and toxicity currently plaguing ABK and how Microsoft will ultimately transform such an organization. That is a key topic not discussed. And, and well, here's the thing. The, the risk that Microsoft is taking in this case is something that I think has not been mentioned. Uh, but the fact that they have um, cited with the developing community, the, 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 again, the human aspect the human element of the conversation by saying you wanted a union. We are going to allow for a union for the first time in gaming history. Now voice actors and actresses have a union, but game developers do not. And Microsoft is taking major steps to change a situation at ABK that is in fact toxic because the workers, the actual people that make the games did not have any rights. Did not have anyone defending their, uh, their, their you know, uh, you know, their everyday workplace uh, complaints and situations. That's how Microsoft is taking a proactive uh, aspect in it. Uh, you know, many people that were accused of these heinous crimes have been fired. The minute this deal was announced, there was a plethora of people released from Activision and Blizzard. People were removed, people walked away, people were fired behind the scenes, and new people, uh, you know, specifically probably Microsoft people, are going to be put in these places to make sure that there is positive change. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, is that a part of the conversation uh, for the deal? I don't necessarily know, but Microsoft has come forward and already talked about the fact that, yes, uh, Bobby Kotick, the devil himself, is not going to be there once this deal is done. He is going to be given his golden parachute, and he is going to leave. Anybody in, uh, on the panel want to address this? Don't everybody speak at once. Yeah, Boom. Yeah. Boom. Ask that one more time, because I was still sitting here reading like a... No, a no, it's okay. What, 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 what Eastwell113 says is that the toxicity currently plaguing ABK... Uh, 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 is, is, and how Microsoft will ultimately transform such the su such an organization is a key topic that Sony and the CMA have not discussed. 
Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like to everyone who actually looks at this deal, and we saw it with Brazil, is it becomes immediately clear that like this deal going through, A, doesn't do anything to harm competition, and B, is going to be a good thing for the industry at large, be it in terms of competition or in terms of just human decency at Activision Blizzard. Like, if you look at this deal and you somehow come away with this is bad, I don't understand how you could possibly come to that conclusion, right? Because, I mean, it, it just it, it just summarizes everything that we've said, right? It's like, what's the worst thing that they could do is they could take all of these games away from PlayStation. But they've already said that at least Call of Duty is going to mm-hmm. stay on PlayStation. They just don't want to have to sign a thing that says that they have to do it in perpetuity. That's the only reason why they haven't put it on paper yet. Right. And, you know, and they won't. Right. They're never going to sign a thing that says they have to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation forever, because, first of all, forever doesn't exist in legal terms. Right. That's not a thing. Right. You you can't be like, you always have to release this game on PlayStation because it's like, OK, well, does that mean that I have to keep it annual? Does that mean that we can't, you know, shutter this IP if it stops making money? Like there's so many questions about that. And it's so Call of Duty is probably always going to stay on PlayStation as long as it continues to exist. You know, some of the smaller titles, right? Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, I can see those going exclusive. But let's be honest, you're not buying a console for Spyro, right? Like, I mean, it's a fun game. It'll be good for Game Pass, but it's not, I mean, it's not going to move the needle, right? It's this thing where it's like anyone who takes the time to actually know what they're talking about before they speak on this subject will come to the same conclusion. And the CMA hopefully will get to that point too. I don't know. I don't know anything about London politics. I don't know if they they really are as corrupt as everyone is saying. Um, I guess that's what happens when you ship all the cool people off to Australia and all the all the brave <laughs> and bold people move off to America. Oh, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> oh goodness gracious! <laughs> I don't. It's I, I struggle to find any any reason why this deal should be blocked. And like, I know that people probably watching this podcast would be like, yeah, but you're an Xbox guy. And it's like, okay, sure. But like, look at it from any perspective. And the only one you can find is like, PlayStation doesn't want this to happen. There's no actual negative repercussion to this deal going through. Yeah. And they're only, and they're only crying about call of duty. That's the funniest part. And like I said, yeah, it's when funny. I it. Yeah, Call of Duty seems to be at the crux of the conversation when there is a lot yeah. more at stake here. But again, I, exactly. I feel to, uh, to, to your point, Umber, one of the things I found to be incredibly odd is even when Microsoft came out and said, hey, listen, for us personally, it would not make good business sense to take Call of Duty off of PlayStation, which is the right. number one place being played. They're literally going to be leaving money on the table. Why mm-hmm. would we do that? Sony then comes out and says, well, you know, even if Call of Duty is multi-plat, we still feel because of Game Pass, it's going to be a problem. Then you need to do better. You need to compete, Sony. You need to offer your customers day and date, and they don't want to play in that field. Trust me when I tell you, folks, the only reason why there's a PlayStation Plus premium is because Microsoft has Xbox Game Pass, Mm -hmm. and they were left... At the uh, you know at the prom uh, without a date that that's what ex- uh, that's what happened to Sony so they were literally forced into making this move and what's crazy is people seem to forget that they bought Gaikai for three hundred million dollars and started a service four years before Microsoft did in PlayStation Plus folks uh, or PlayStation Now as it was called now it's PlayStation Plus but PlayStation Now 
It came out years before Microsoft decided to, in 2017, launch Xbox Game Pass. So they they did what Sony normally does, gentlemen. They give up on something the same way they gave up on the PSP and the PS and the, and the other yeah. handheld and PlayStation VR 1.0 to now charge us for 2.0 with without backwards compatibility. Sony has done what Google has done for years. They start something and they don't finish. And they don't want to be in this realm because quite frankly, they can't go toe to toe with Microsoft when it comes to day and date because they are stuck in their old way of doing business where Microsoft is doing something that is considered competition in any realm. They are looking to push the industry forward. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, Sony does not want to adapt because they like the traditional way of making money. And that's not Microsoft's problem. That's a no. Sony problem. Yeah, it, it definitely is. It, it's definitely a Sony problem. And I think my biggest thing, well, just to touch on the point that you're that you're hitting on, Boom, is that because I know a lot of people, there's people in the chat, and there's people out here in the community, uh, whether YouTube, Facebook, whatever the case might be, um, that always try to make it seem like it's a console war thing more so than anything. That I know that this show is called Xbox Factor, and you know we tend to be more Xbox-focused uh, and everything like that. But literally, this deal is is much bigger than a console fanboyism or anything else like that. This deal is literally telling the community or telling the people who are invested in gaming that there cannot be any other competition outside of Sony. If Sony is not number one within the gaming space, nobody else can be. And that is the problem. If you want to take that as console warring, man, maybe you need to go find a different hobby. I, I don't know what else to tell you, how to break that down to you, but Microsoft has never been number one. They've yeah. never been number two. S- sucks. They're fighting for number three. Yeah. For the attention, for the community, for their consumers. Microsoft has went this direction, putting games day in, day in their service because the old model does not work anymore. People do not buy games. As many as much people yep. want to come out here and say, oh, why don't we buy games? People should buy more games. Y'all have been saying this for 30 years, and people still do not buy games. Sure, 20 million copies of a game is great. Five years for a game to sell 20 million copies is piss poor. Excuse my language. In 2022, it is unacceptable. The the head of Sony has come out and said these things. That's why games are coming to PC. That's why Xbox is doing what they're doing. There has to be a different way. There's 3 billion gamers. I will make this point again. Why is console and PC gaming capped off to 500 million? Because we refuse to grow. Having these backwashed conversations over and over and over again about console wars instead of trying to actually grow the gaming community. That's the problem. Y'all don't want competition. You want what you like. Just because you like Jordans does not mean I need to wear Jordans. I'll wear Adidas. I'll wear Reeboks. I'll wear Filas. Whatever I feel like wearing, as long as they clean, it's not what matters. As long as they serve a purpose for me, isn't that what matters as the consumer? Indeed. Yeah. What's the real conversation that we're having here? And, And that's what irks me about it. Because it's like nobody else can do this. 
Come on. Well, man. you know what? You know, what b- b- l- let me bring up another point. And this is I, I, I first of all, we got 515 people here, which is amazing. I want to thank everybody that's here. If you're new, you find the channel for the first time. Uh, check out Double Barrel Gaming. I, I've become a full-time streamer. I do this five days a week, Monday through Friday, all different shows, all different panels, all different topics. Uh, Counter-Striker, who is a Sony, he's a Sony dude, and we appreciate him here. We've said this mo- numerous times. He brings up great points. Yeah, he's been and he back. brings up another Excellent one stuff. that I want to talk about because I think that he he's this is the point worth discussing for the remainder of the show. He says this, so earn it. Microsoft isn't entitled to being number one. And I want to answer that, and I'm, I'm going to give that to the rest of the, the crew here. Uh, I say the same thing to Sony, uh, and I, I, I counter your point, Counter-Striker. Uh, Sony needs to not be entitled to being number one, which they are used to. Folks, I said this in the opening. We've had other people in the panel say this. Sony has been in first place in console sales for two decades they are number one in digital sales. In some countries, they hold the market 80% to Microsoft's 20. That, in many many circles, is considered to be egregious. In some, in some places, they would even suggest that is being illegal because at that point, it's, it's only Sony that has a say in, in, in the conversation. I, I thought that, you know, that would be considered... Uh, you know, to be monopolistic, monopolistic. Thank you very much. I couldn't get the word out of my brain. Um, But to that point, Microsoft is trying to be better. They're buying a bunch of studios that are going to make new first party games. And in this acquisition, yes, Blizzard is a part of it. Uh, Activision is a part of it. Call of Duty is a part of it. And you know what? Sony is no different. They had all the companies they worked for did make games that were first party, and eventually they purchased these uh, these entities. Mm-hmm. They wound up becoming first party studios. I mean, for crying out loud, they just bought Bungie for three billion dollars. Bungie said that they're going to make things uh, multi plat in regards to Destiny, but they never specifically said that a first party, a new IP isn't going to be locked down to, uh, to just Sony. I would imagine that it would be. And they are working on a new IP that's not Destiny. So you think that Sony spends $3 billion to only get you know, uh, you know, shared scraps? No, I think that at the end of the day, they are going to work on and potentially could work on the Call of Duty killer because they do have the chops to make exactly. a first-person shooter which exactly. they should. And at that point, this is where the conversation turns as to, well, why isn't Sony competing to bring SOCOM back in a new way? Why not give SOCOM to Bungie, let them change it up from third person to first person and make a, 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 a challenger to Call hey, of Duty? Boom, real quick question. How sure. long does it take to usually make a game? Five years. Ha- have you heard about any of those games? No, we have not. Mm. So they're not close. No. Mm. Whose fault is that? That would be Sony's fault. It's the it's the it's the company's fault. It's not yeah. nobody else's fault. Like if that and that's the other thing about it too, because people are like, oh, you know, well, you gotta earn it. Like, okay, so seventy billion dollars is not earning it. 
to try to keep to it's investments to, right it's, earn, it's, earning it's an investment right yeah. oh they they need to earn that they need to really grow the talent okay well how do you go from five studios to to being able to compete with somebody that was in the industry almost 15 years ahead of you it's the whole organic fallacy again all over again like, that's all like it is we're talking in circles guys like just look at it for what it is there's competition that's actually happening. We're getting more benefits as gamers across the board than we've ever seen before. And if you want to be ignorant to that fact because you don't like what Xbox is doing or you don't like the Xbox ecosystem, that is a personal problem. And again, you should probably find a different hobby because we're trying to grow the gaming ecosystem. Xbox, Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, they're trying to grow the gaming ecosystem. But apparently, Microsoft is the only one that has the juice, the formula, the know-how at this moment, because for the first time in their gaming history, they are on the pulse of what the community is looking for. Because we're moving further into the digital era. We're moving further into the age of accessibility. If you don't want accessibility, if you don't want to be able to play your games in multiple locations, wherever you would like, if that's not something that's important to you, then you're not here for the long-term investment of what gaming is going to become. And that's a personal problem. Now, you're not trying to look at it as a consumer. You're looking at it as a selfish standpoint, which is fine. You can be selfish in this. That's what it's for. It's a hobby at the end of the day. But also understand you're not adding anything that's helping the conversation uh, other than your biased personal opinion. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. uh, Just to add to that. You know, when it rains, it pours. I just want to say that still rain because you, you, you've been bringing it, brother. But just to say, like, you're right. And that, that target audience of where Microsoft and Sony and where they're aiming, it just might out, have outgrown some of these people. I think some of us ignore that yeah. when it comes to these moves and things like that. We kind of get the selfish thought of, oh, it's going to be this traditional way of what it used to be always. It's just Why? not the case. Yeah. And so and you're right. The whole Oh, you all don't buy this or you don't do that because gaming has changed. It's it's, it's very different. Who cares? Who, and like, and, and who cares, too? That's cares? true, too. Why are you right. pocket checking people that you yes. don't know? They Indeed. do it all the time. Who they cares? Do you, you know they do it all the time. You've been Bro, on Twitter. I, I, I mean, listen, it? finances <laughs> change. <laughs> Folks, listen, the, the, the bottom line is you have to understand. Right. You take the UK, for instance. Those poor folks are dealing with 18% increase in inflation. Bro, that is the crazy. EU and the, the UK. Okay. So if d- d- does it make me any less of a gamer if I subscribe to a service that offers me day and day goodness that I don't have to worry about? And I and, and I love and I this is the other thing that annoys the hell out of me. And again, this is not a topic. We're going to continue this conversation with what Counter Striker had to say with Daniel and Umbra. But recently, you know, I put out there in the ethers that you know struggling families and i was clowned how dare you talk about struggling families you know they shouldn't if you're struggling to put food on the table you shouldn't play games and i get really mad at that i think you're a you're a pompous ass if you think that because you come from poverty which i come from humble beginnings folks my mom uh, i talked about this publicly so i'm not ashamed to talk about it had me when she was 15 brother and she lived in the projects and that is the projects, if you don't know what that means. And my parents grew and built up to right. where we were no longer there. And we Shut do up. come from humble beginnings. And there were times where there was some questions as to food on the table. Exactly. So I can yeah. I can represent those that, that community because it happened to me as a kid. Can relate. Okay. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, anyone that even suggests that because you are 
uh, struggling or you're making under $30,000 a year that you shouldn't find enjoyment for gaming or you shouldn't want gaming for your children, you are a moron. But I please, agree. I continue. agree 100%. And I've seen that sentiment on Twitter many times and I've had to combat it. I mean, in spaces and whatever, it's, it's, it's always so hilarious to hear in ways because it's like these same people when they did that, eventually you saw them making a GoFundMe. And I was like, wait a minute. Didn't you just tell us that we're broke gamers and all that? And if you subscribe to Game Pass, exactly. Welfare Pass and all that. And then these same people turned around and made GoFundMe pages. Well, we need help. We paid rent. So a lot of this is just posturing. It's, it's front end. Yeah, exactly. Line. It's 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's sad and it's stupid. And it's all, exactly. all this for gaming. It's like, what did you all get into gaming for? But just to close out on this last point that was posted by Sinjutsu. And J- David Jack made a great point because this goes to that. David Jack earlier in the chat said their only argument is that we know what Microsoft will do. That's what he's saying. The CMA is saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. They did say that. So if the CMA is speculating, basically that ABK will eventually embrace a multi-game subscription service, right? Uh, without this and without this deal and without any evidence to back it up. Right. And it says Microsoft finds it concerning CMA isn't also using that, that same, you know, prediction, uh, model to say that Sony will do it in their next move. So this is what Microsoft wrote, literally. It says, with access to Call of Duty's guaranteed through at least, or excuse me, Call of Duty guaranteed at least through the existing contract with Activision Blizzard and at least until the end of 2027. Mm-hmm. I know it was like 2025. We all thought it was like 2025, but no, they said 2027 here. Mm-hmm. If yeah, that were... was with the extension, the extension they offered Jim Ryan. Exactly, which he was like, this is not enough. So if it were to accept Microsoft's current contractual offer, Sony has more than sufficient time, which is what we have been saying, uh, to ensure that its console uh, platform and content portfolio is competitively positioned, competitively positioned to withstand any impact right. from a hypothetical foreclosure strategy that the CMA is claiming Microsoft could pull on them. So what you all were just saying is, and like you just pointed out, Steele, yeah, they had all this time. They could have easily been working to make these types of games. And they are getting there. That's why they got Bungie, right? So -hmm. it's not like they're not aware of it. But Microsoft isn't just pulling the rug from up under them with this. They're giving them time. So you have more than enough time to do those things. But is Sony really for that? That's not what they're for. We've all seen their strategy. They want AAA story-based games because they know that that sells. They know that that's their bread and butter. So it says the fact that the CMA declines to even consider Sony's competitive response is especially concerning given that it is prepared to speculate regarding Activision Blizzard's likely approach to subscription services absent the transaction. See section four below. And it is at odds with the CMA's acknowledgement that gaming, that the gaming industry is dynamic in its nature. So that's where I mean, where I pointed out bias before and why I do believe ultimately that yes, there is some type of bias. And when there is bias, especially with business mm-hmm. and, and governments and regulators, that leads me to the thought of corruption. So yeah, I don't have any specific way to say, yeah, they are corrupt. Yes, this is collusion or whatever it is. Yeah, no, no. But when I see certain biases in what they say, it comes across. It comes across as that for sure. And it optics, absolutely does. And optics yeah. are everything, as we all know. So Absolutely. And I know the CMA is hearing some of this. They're probably putting a hit out on you right now. Boom. Oh, he talked about us about a full week. We're going to get him. But but my thing is, it's just to say, yeah, that looks it looks weird to me and it looks weird to all of us. We, If you're really being fair and really looking at this from a, a real, you know, as I guess, objective 
based based view, mm-hmm. it comes off weird. I know we don't we don't ultimately know, but definitely it comes off odd as far as the wording they've used, as far one-sided as one-sided for sure. I mean, one-sided. if you want if you, if, if you, if you want to make this as, as simplistic as possible and mm-hmm. why this feels weird to what he what to what Umber's saying, in, in the most simplistic manner possible, it's 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 exactly that. Like yep. it seems entirely one-sided. Right. And I know people get tired of this conversation and everything, but like that's what makes this conversation unique. Uh, this whole thing with the CMA and all the information that we're getting, like me and Paul talk about all the time, and he mentions it. This is like these recent gears have really been the first time that we've been privy or have gotten access really close to when these deals are happening or as they are happening. And to see a lot of the things that we've been kind of assuming or maybe potentially. Uh, could possibly imagine happening behind the scenes kind of coming to the forefront and being like, well, man, that, I, what we were saying is happening. It, it, it brings you a different reality. Um, and again, we don't get to see everything. And uh, maybe not everybody has seen the Xbox uh, on documentary either. Uh, but it's a great documentary. It's another one of those. It just gives you a different perspective on how to look at things throughout the industry. I'm not saying that it's perfect or boohoo, Microsoft or whatever. Far from, because that's not what it's that's not what it's about. Um, what it is about is who's who's giving you the most options currently and is doing everything that they can to help the consumer this day and age in this industry. And you can't help but to look over your shoulder and say, well, Xbox is moving in that direction, yep. although they may not have everything that a certain person may not be looking for. That is what they've been working on. That's yes. why they spent this money. That's why they've let you know why you see Satya out here more so more than ever to let you know. And had, so the consumer has faith in the product that they are consuming. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. They had a million ways that they could have bowed out after the Xbox 360 era. We spent way too much money. We had to fix this problem. Uh, we we still don't have a bunch of studios like that. But no, they doubled down and still dug themselves a deeper grave. And you see where they're kind of at now and the conversations that we're having. And that's what makes this interesting because it's like, man, it took Xbox, it took Microsoft spending seventy billion dollars to now people see oh well now there's too much competition wow yeah then that i think there's a stark difference for that especially within this last decade no absolutely listen let, let's get daniel mcgee's final point on this i'll get up i'll catch up on the super chats and we will get everyone out of here and i gotta tell you the welcome back podcast uh i took off a couple of days because i was personal mm-hmm. family stuff it feels good to be back in a chair it feels good to be back with the community over 515 people here Daniel, give us your opinion on the quote from one of the uh, one of the chat members. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's one of those things, right, where it's like I see a lot of people and I'm not saying that he was saying this, but I see a lot of people saying in in the same breath, like if this deal doesn't go through, Microsoft is dead. And also saying yeah. if it does go through, then PlayStation is dead. And it's like they can't no. both be true. <laughs> no, it's not. Like this neither, is... neither is true. I mean, for yeah. crying out loud, there's a reason why Sony is the market leader and, and makes millions and billions of dollars per year. Right. It's, it's like uh, I know I'm going to catch flack for this, but like this Activision Blizzard deal, it's big. Yes. It's not that big. 
Like, I'm sorry. Like, this is this is something that's going to be really important for, for Xbox. This is something that is going to change things on the PlayStation side. But I guarantee you, when this deal goes through, we'll be a year in and we will not be talking about this. Yeah, PlayStation will still have Call of Maybe, Duty. Yeah. They'll still be playing it over there. The only difference, the only difference, and probably the thing the PlayStation is fighting the hardest against right now is that they'll lose that marketing, right? Because, I mean, while we were talking, uh, Pongsol uh, dropped in the chat this thing oh, wow. that, that shows off the exclusive operator for Modern Warfare 2, right, for PlayStation, right? Yes. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's like they're still going to have Call of Duty. They're just not going to have that draw, right? And he chose to, just this time to drive by. Uh, the uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> Welcome. I, uh, <laughs> but, you know... They're not concerned about losing the product. They know that they're not going to. They're just afraid that they can't pretend that they own the product anymore. Yeah. They're upset because Microsoft is able to buy the thing that they want. Right? Like, it's... Like, I understand why they're upset about it. And I, I... agree that this is not going to be a good thing for PlayStation, but but think about if you're a PlayStation guy, right? Think about it on the on these terms, right? PlayStation spends a ton of money every single year on these Call of Duty marketing rights. Wouldn't you rather that they spend that money on making new games, making their own, you know, games as a service game, doing something like that, right? Is it is a is a <laughs> is is one exclusive operator really that big of a deal to you they spend upwards daniel of 300 million on the marketing rights per year right it just doesn't make sense to me right i I see people being really upset about this and like oh this is a deal that's going to to destroy sony like this is going to be such a monumental change in the industry and i look at it and it's like okay well why why do you why do you think that right like we look at the biggest franchises that they own and it's Call of Duty, which is almost certainly st- is staying multi-platform, right? It's World of Warcraft and StarCraft, which are PC games, so they're not even on PlayStation. So why are we concerned about whether or not that's going to affect PlayStation? And it's Candy Crush, which is a mobile game, right? Wow. Like, I like Crash Bandicoot and, and Tony Hawk and, and Spyro as much as the next guy. Those are not franchises that are big enough to shut a company down. <laughs> right they're not they're not franchises that are big enough to be worth having this much of a conversation over and i and i just don't like i understand why all of these trade commissions are are really looking into it right because a they don't really know what's going on because they're all like you know grandparents who have never who think every (laughs) video game console is called a nintendo right so i understand and you know and it's a huge money value deal so they're you know they look at they look at it and they're like this is like 69 billion dollars clearly there's something yeah yeah so i completely understand all the scrutiny over it right i think that that was to be expected right but i feel like actually i know (laughs) that anybody who looks at this is going to know that there there is only positive things to come out of this right Will PlayStation take a hit? Yes. Yeah. But that will force them to compete for the first time in like 20 years. <laughs> Let's be honest. PlayStation has not really been on the back foot since the PS3, right? Like it's been a minute. And that was w- when they came off the PS3 into the PS4, 
that was a huge step up for them, right? We all know that. The PS3 wasn't wasn't a good generation. They had a couple of good games in there. It was a it was a bad technology. They bumped up to the to the PS4 and then they crushed it, right? That's what competition looks like, right? If you want PlayStation to to stagnate and just give you the same thing over and over and over again, then sure, say that this deal like, you know, block this deal. Say that it doesn't need to go through. But if you want the gaming industry to be as capable and as powerful and running at all cylinders, then we need a shakeup like this. It doesn't, I guess it doesn't need you to absolutely specifically do. Yes. This is to your point, to Daniel, that's a, that, that's fan, That's a fantastic point. A shakeup is exactly what the industry needs and it will force Sony to like J- Joe, Mr. Babbitt says, get weird again, bring out games that they have been sitting on. IPs have been sitting on for years. SOCOM being one of them. Who is to say, like I said earlier, wouldn't, I mean, listen, I, I'm a diehard SOCOM fan. I've loved it on the PlayStation 2, but it has been a minute. What if Sony tasks Bungie to reinvent the wheel for, 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 for their shooter uh, prowess, which is Bungie? They know how to make a shooter. Hell, they were responsible for making Halo, Right. Some people would even dare say the better Halos of Halo's days were made by Bungie that Sony currently owns. Why shouldn't and why can't Sony task them to reinvent the wheel when you're talking about SOCOM? To because it takes, it takes it takes Bungie ten years to get their games right too. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean. That, 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 that is true. That is true. <laughs> but it's an investment. Sony doesn't want to invest and do that. Yeah, they, they want it. They want it quick and easy. They want that. You know that that uh, formula that they've already come up with. It's like you pointed out before. And, and even those types of things can be risky for them. But they Sony has found a way to make that work for them when it comes to the AAA games, as far as the first person, oh, excuse me, third person over the shoulder type games. I mean that we can't deny their quality there. But to invest into something like a first-person shooter where they failed at several times, they don't want to go into that like that. So that's why yeah. they went and got Bungie the way they did. And, and those and are it, going to fail too, many of those, as far and as... And it the, doesn't uh, even have to be something that big, right? Like, right. like, why can't I get a new Sly Cooper game? Will them losing access to Spyro and Crash make them go back to the well and finally put out a new Sly Cooper? Probably not. I, I'd be down for that. I hope so. You're, I mean, you're right. Probably not. But, like, it could. <laughs> yeah. I've said it before on a past show. I've said, where's Jack and Dexter? That's one of my favorite, right? Yeah. Man, if, it, if, it's, if, it's, if you're not telling a story from over the shoulder, third person, and it's narrative driven, you got a buddy with you, right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if the game's going to work. That's the way Sony sees it. No, That's I mean, listen. You know, unfortunately. Hit, 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 <laughs> but look, I, real quick, who was it over here that, that dropped this? Uh, Kenobo 2, uh, or, or Kenobo uh, Pano 2 says, but why does Sony have to change? They're releasing games. You're right. They they don't have to change. Keep doing what you're doing and right. see if it see if it continues to work. It continues to work. Yeah, no, absolutely. But Jim Ryan already said it doesn't. So, well, Jim Ryan actually told you uh, all the PlayStation players that you're not enough. He told you that to your face. Uh, that's why they're making all these different moves. That's why they're putting games on PC. Uh, eventually, they'll be day and date in the service. Uh, I think they're going to be forced to do so, and I think they would be better for it. They, they will sell a mint. If they can bring games, their first party bangers, as the kids say, into day and date, they will get millions and millions of people to subscribe. I will then subscribe yearly without a doubt. Like I'm, I'm, I'm paid up until um, the February uh, 26th of next year in premium. I will not be renewing it because, quite frankly, what they have offered 
for my premium subscription that I upgraded for 33 bucks isn't worth it. What they're putting in the service, because I buy all Sony's first-party games. That's what I want in the service. I own everything that's in there, but they, they're, not, they're not delivering the way Xbox is with Xbox Game Pass, so I will not be upping the ante in regards to uh, their service. And if the reason why I'm going to buy the, the, pre, the minimum is because they charge for cloud game saves. Which is again egregious it is. in every stretch of the way. Yep, and you better renew it within ninety days. All your saves, all, the way, all my gone. saves are gone. That is yep. absolutely correct. Which is that again, no one talks yep. about that. But listen, folks. Yep. Let me get to the super chats, and I'm going to get everyone out of here. Again, five hundred eighteen people we topped off with. I want to thank everyone that took the time to be here. We have uh, a super chat come in from Raiden Blade. He actually drops quite a few of them. The first one of two pounds says, "I have to pre-order Modern Warfare." Uh, to love yeah, the first one. Yeah, I got every achievement in the first one except for one. I quite enjoyed the first one. Looking forward to the second one. LMNOPO, good friend of the program, drops a $5 super chat and says, always glad to listen to one of my favorite podcasters and panels. Hey. Keep up the great work. Thank you kindly, LMNOPO. Uh, Raiden Blade drops two more two-pound super chats. The first one, he says, Xbox has the workers' union backing this deal. Indeed, they do. And he also says, I believe this is the first union in gaming, and that is absolutely correct once again. Drawn TJ drops two uh, super chats. The first one of $2 says, hi, guys. Uh, hello to you, Drawn TJ. Second one of $5 says, sorry for your loss. Boom. Microsoft should call their bluff. Thank you for the condolences, and uh, I think they are, they are calling their bluff uh, for sure. We also have uh, Raiden Blade drops an additional five-pound super chat and says, when North America authorities have given the deal the go-ahead to move forward, is this true, Mr. Boom? Uh, I was checking the layoffs and found this. They haven't said anything yet. They're scheduled in the FTC, meaning uh, the, the, the governing bodies here in the States, is expected to give their decision on November 8th, which is uh, coming up soon in a couple of weeks. And we'll find out usually the way it has worked in previous deals. Once one entity um, does, in fact, give the go ahead like the FTC normally, normally. And again, this is not a normal situation. The EU or the UK will then, of course, follow suit uh, and it becomes one domino after another. But we will we will soon see Primus Gaming drops a $5 super chat and says, boom, you are the freaking goat. Well, that's very kind of you to say. <laughs> Prayers up for you and the family. We love you, bro. We love you as well. And thank you for the kind words. Highlander001 drops a $10 super chat and says, hope you and your family are okay. And we certainly are. We're leaning on each other as families do. Hoglaw was on Mooch's podcast and he took them all to school. Indeed, he should there for sure because there's no one, there's no sharper tack uh, in the box than Hoglaw. At one point, he told one, when was the last merger you were a part of? He has not been back since. And yeah, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't challenge uh, uh, Hoglaw on his worst day, to be quite honest with you, let alone on his best day, which is normally how Hoglaw rolls. Drawn TJ drops an additional $5 super chat and says the CMA is a joke. I would just threaten to not publish games in the UK and see if they give up. Yeah, but that's leaving money on the table, and they don't want to hurt the gamers, man. That would hurt the whole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Microsoft doesn't want to be known as the bad guy, man. I, I think yeah. if there is a concession to be made, they give Sony the uh, the, the you know the title uh, guaranteed until 2027. They won't have the marketing rights after 2024. That's not happening. When you spend 70 billion dollars, you give your competitor marketing rights over a product that you own 
Um, I think that they might, you know, you know, they, they'll be a concession or two keeping the, the game uh, forever on PlayStation. I don't think is one of them, but again, only time is going to tell uh, DJ Birdo DOS, good friend of the program uh, drops a very generous $10 of gen says booms back. Like he never left. Yeah. This is, this is my Zen folks. Like I am, I am all in on this channel. Um, and I'm glad that you, so many people are enjoying that. I am back. I'm happy to be back here. Uh, like I said, it's, two hours of getting away from the real world. And for me, considering as much as I've been in it with my mom, and it wasn't just recently that she just passed. It, it was, it was weeks and weeks and months and months of stuff that you don't know about. Uh, that was very difficult, but you know, again, I figured a way to uh, deal with family, still run a household as Mrs. Boom is working. And of course run a channel and uh, the, the constant, uh, you know, race that I'm in mentally is good for me. I, I like to be challenged and I like to uh, deliver. I, I told uh, 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 Steele before we went live, the, the uh, you know, people will be asking me, why are you back? And it's because I need to do this in order to heal. This is, this is my healing stone, if you will. And I want to thank everybody that tuned in, but let's get into the outros and we get everyone out of here. And we'll start first with Steel Rain, one half of Living Split Screen, your Saturday show, along with, of course, uh, the incredible Pong Soul. And on the other side of that, you should definitely be subscribed to Asante and Everborn Saga on his podcast as well. Uh, but Steel, sell your brand, brother. Talk about getting to 1K, what it means to you in the, and, and Pong Soul. And more importantly, how do they do that? How do they help this amazing podcast hit the magic 1K? Well, boom, I got to first off start by saying, again, condolences, much love, prayer, energy, like I said, behind the scenes and the DMs to you. Um, I'm saying a prayer every night for you just to make sure everything continues to go well, uh, good health for you and your family and the loved ones around you. Um, and again, appreciate everything that you bring to the community. Again, no, no matter what anybody says, um, I personally feel like you're a pillar of this community. I'm going to continue to say that. Um, and anybody else that's in chat, please, I mean, continue to follow boom. Uh, hit that like button on your way out um, and follow these great people here Dan mcg umbra um and even myself steel rain i make it real easy for everybody i steel rain i the t is a seven um you can literally find me everywhere um youtube google facebook uh xbox playstation even though i don't have a ps5 right now because they haven't given me a reason yet um you can find me anywhere. Let's chop it up. Hit me up in a message. Let's talk games. Um, or if you want to debate, let's do that. I'm all about a good conversation because that's what it should be about, right? Um, other than that, like Boom mentioned, every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. UK time, I do host a wonderful show with the uncanny gentleman himself known as Pong Soul. Um, and it's a, a non-console-centric platform. We talk about everything that's going on within the gaming industry, even throw some personal touches in there. But the main focus, for those who don't know, is we take that RTS approach. Uh, Real-time strategy, pulling yourself out of the world, looking at the darker crevices of the map, pulling those resources together, building up not only our foundation, um, but hopefully a foundation and a community for the 3 billion potential gamers that we're trying to reach out there um because that's going to be the main uh crux and the main way that we continue to grow this thing and uh evolve it as we move forward into the digital era uh again boom thank you for having me on uh it was a wonderful time thank you gentlemen for being here with us and uh y'all keep it live rolling the cut and have a fantastic rest of y'all day
Same to you, brother. Oh, by the brother. way, if you face him in any games that he said you can challenge him in, just know that he'll be destroying you with the claw technique. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Not the not Doctor Claw found out yeah. by everybody. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Infinite. Uh, let's get to Danny McGee. Daniel, sell your brand, brother. You got a video coming out later today that is going to be you oh, know boy. one of those. Uh, videos that are you know either people love or potentially hate. Hopefully, it's people that they <laughs> love because I happen to really enjoy your content. It's well researched, it's well voiced, it's well opinionated. So please sell your brand. Tell everyone where they can potentially check out that new video dropping today, and where can people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, so on social media, you can find me at, at Daniel J McGee on Twitter. It's uh, the number one way to reach out to me if you want to send me a DM. Uh, honestly. Uh, I've had people reach out to me and request me do certain videos and I have done it. So feel free. Like I'm always looking for new ideas. Um, you can find, I just put out a new video. It, it went live uh, like 10 minutes ago. Uh, okay. And it's, it's, it's just talking about some of the recent news. You know, I'm talking about uh, game pass, making numbers, the CD project reds roadmap, you know, a, a couple of things like that. You can find that over on my YouTube channel, which is just Daniel McGee. Um, I think there's another channel also called Daniel McGee who, who made like five videos about coffee six years ago. Uh, it's not that one. <laughs> if, if you see coffee, you're in the wrong spot. You're, you're not the coffee guy. <laughs> I'm not the coffee guy. You start uh, that jingle pop up. The best part of waking up. <laughs> Daniel McGee. <laughs> I love it. That's good stuff. So come on it's an old Folgers commercial. I'm old, so I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. <laughs> so come on by the channel. You know, we're uh we're we're trying to get some things done. I got a really big project I'm working on right now. I don't want to say too much about it. Uh I've been working on it for upwards of a year now, and I and I'm wow. hoping it'll be able to start being published on my channel in the next maybe week, maybe two. Okay. Uh but we'll see. We'll see. I definitely appreciate that, brother. Thank you for being here. Uh, Umbra, sell your brand, brother. Talk about the Xbox Infinite podcast, which, of course, Ooh. you are going to court right now with Risk It for the Biscuit for rights <laughs> to your name being used without any pennies being thrown your way. I find it to be preposterous at best. Uh, no, all jokes aside, talk about that weekly show with uh, Je Jedi uh, uh, Pete uh, and, of course, uh, Doom Cutie and Risk It. You guys put on a great show each and every Friday evening. Talk about that. And where can people reach out to you on social media? Thank you, brother. And just to say, of course, again, you know, for this to be your return back, I'm, I feel a bit honored to, you know, to be Thank here you with so. you guys. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, Danny and, and Steel, man, you guys brought it as usual. It's a great show today, actually. Uh, a lot of good energy. Steel, you usually bring all the good energy. Brother. I'm, <laughs> I'm usually tired at this point, so you woke me up. So thank you. Thank you for waking me up before you go. go. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyway. So, yeah, you guys can find me, of course, on the Xbox Infinite podcast. Uh, and, and uh, excuse me, Risk It and myself are going to court for that, as Boom pointed out, yeah, going for custody. But, yeah, you can find us on, at 8 o'clock Eastern on Fridays. And we have uh, Post Up joining us this week. If you all don't know, Post Up is a good community member. Uh, he has his own podcast as well, well known in the Xbox side of things. Uh, and, of course, you will see me here on Tuesdays at 12 uh eastern uh 11 for me central and uh, of course i want to thank the chat for you all for you guys for coming through and supporting us as you always do i am working on um starting up my own thing right now it's going to well, help promote the heck out of that brother oh, you yeah, let me know when that's it. done 
Absolutely. I'm going to talk with everybody. I'm like, hey, how do I do this? How do I do? You're going to get annoyed with me at a point. So I'm just letting you all know. Nope. I'm we're calling here, in favors. Help, I appreciate it. I'm calling in favors and you all will be annoyed with me. But I'm, I'm definitely I definitely want to learn and get in on the side of things as far as the content creators get it, you know. But I uh, appreciate you guys, like I said. And um, of course, the chat, you all brought a lot of good stuff here today, too. Yeah, I, lo- I love the talking points. And that's one thing about this chat is even if you're a, so- a, a fan of Sony, fan of Nintendo, PC guy or gal, you're welcome here. Uh, obviously, your your opinions matter. Uh, we don't like the trolls. Uh, we don't like to be the, the, the trolly aspect of, uh, of, of gaming uh, shenanigans. Uh, but you will have an opportunity to speak. And, and if your point is well documented and, and valid, I, I will call you out. And we will have a conversation live on the air based on your conversation that you put into the chat like we did today. I welcome those conversations. I think that it really does bring uh, an unedited way of, you know, having a conversation that's fresh and it's a hot take. And I like those hot takes and I like the community having this conversation. And of course, speaking of community, I want to once again thank everyone for the unbelievable uh, love and support that they have shown me so much so that it was overwhelming. I was very emotional many, many times reading some of the comments and it does mean a lot, especially when you are celebrating your mother's life uh, that it ended way too short. But again, I want to thank everybody for the incredible support. I am unbelievably grateful. And so is my family for that matter. Of course, I want to thank all of the outstanding super chats that came in. Of course, those help fund uh, uh, the uh, you know the, the giveaways we have a big one coming up. Uh, we actually have two. Mrs. Boom's birthday bash. Uh, her birthday is November first. We're going to do that probably later that week. And of course, on Monday we are going to be doing on Halloween a two hundred dollar a bonus giveaway. Oh, uh, twenty five dollar gift cards. Uh, our way of giving back. Uh, you know, to the trick or treaters of the community. And yes, all you got to do is be in the chat. And of course, if you are a channel member, you get first crack. At the first four of those channel members uh, are now being pushed to the front of the line because they do consistently help this channel grow and offer us these monies that come in for these giveaways. So uh, the way Mrs. Boom thought it would be a good idea is one half of whatever we're giving away is going to be two channel members and you can join the channel. There are two tiers, $5 and $10, and those are used specifically for equipment, for programs, and of course, the giveaways that we do. And by the end of the year, Mrs. Boomstick and I will have given out $3,200 worth of giveaways in 2022, the most we've ever given away. And uh, we have a $1,000 giveaway coming away for Christmas. Uh, The the holidays, whether it be Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or Christmas, we are giving away $1,000 on one show. It's the most we've ever given away on any one show in the history of the channel. And that is coming for the end of the year. Of course, once again, I'm going to close out the show with something, folks, that's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. Something that my dad taught me with kids and he would say, Craig, treat others. How do you want to be treated? And also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. <laughs>